Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Hey, 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 welcome to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I'm your host, Honest A, back after a long hiatus. Good to be back, and I'm here with my gang this morning, as always, the trusted man, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeCracco, and the man they call the goat from the depths of South Philly, Alex Vella. Welcome back. Seriously, I mean. First show back, I don't know, what was it, six weeks now? Yeah, I mean, realistically, you haven't done a show since, like, mid-May. Yeah. That's weird. Crazy. It's weird, right? Lost How thin does Alex look in real life? Because he looks so thin not at, on the camera lately. I'm thinning up a oh, little no, bit. Oh, no, you look normal. Did you lose a lot of weight? I didn't lose a lot of weight, but I've been working out, so it's kind of been, you know. He's been swinging. Steady. He's been swinging heavy. Th- I don't know. I don't watch it. I can't watch it anymore because I still don't have Facebook. But I saw him like lifting like big lead balls clubs, and throwing shit. Yeah, I've been working with clubs and masons. <laughs> Is that some new style workout? I mean, it's not new. It, it, it's um, it's just a different style of workout. You know, it's it's like you remember, remember like the Iron Sheik with those big wooden clubs. Yeah, that's exactly what that's it exactly, is. That is what it is. It's exactly yeah. what it is. I'll tell you what. It looks fun. No, I like it because it, it keeps me flexible, too. Right? I don't want to be all – I never wanted to be that bulky, stiff kind of guy. Listen, as I'm getting older and older, I'm really learning flexibility is so fucking key, man. It, it's – it's, have, have you stretched in a while? I squeezed I, I squeeze, I squeeze in three sessions when we came back from Jordan before we went to Vegas. Because I know you, you were an avid – I lost shitloads of flexibility after I was gone, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you, – you There's go to somebody place. to stretch oh, yeah. him. Yeah, I got a girl who comes to the house. She's listen, working. Paul. I got to tell you, there, there's stretch places. Zone. What was the name of the place you used to go? Stretchstone. Stretch. Uh, listen, I haven't been, but everybody swears by it that goes. So to have somebody Paul, just come, to how much it, you pay? How much you pay it. a girl to come to your house? Paul, how much do you pay a girl to come to your Paul, house to stretch? Don't, you? don't worry about it, Paul. Your cheap ass isn't paying for anything, anyways. <laughs> um, let me let me let me tell you something. You can't possibly stretch yourself the way someone can stretch you. It's literally impossible. Even when I went to Jordan, you know, I tried doing simple shit myself, and you get a half-ass stretch. You know, it's painful. Listen, I I started it one year, and I and I started going there before the Great Smoke, and that was the first year. Like my sciatica didn't kill me after like two hours of walking around on the floor, and I swear by it ever since. And I feel it when I'm not flexible what does she do she like pulls your limbs it's stretching paul your your your, your glutes your hand I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how pulled, she like they, so they push your legs you're, up, on a like, table. Like a you're, on a, you're on a massage table and they yeah yeah you. at stretch zone they got straps so they strap you down so your body doesn't twist as they stretch you oh yeah Kinky. and then 
and then and then um you know they 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 you know bend you like a pretzel you know huh but i'm just telling you i'm telling you as i'm getting older i'm learning that flexibility is like literally one of the most important things it's so key that's the shit that fucks you up when you move your shoulder real quick and something you snap oh, something, something, yeah. 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 yeah all that shit goes away getting out of bed quick and you pull your back or something that that's the shit that goes away my grandpa once threw out his back years ago he was gargling and he like did something the wrong way and he like couldn't move for three days because he was stuck like this when he so i guess if he had stretched if he had had somebody come to his house to stretch him or he just you know did this oh there we go all right yeah then he saved a couple hundred bucks listen i got news for you bro when you get stretched, you get stretched in places you didn't even know you were. It was stretchable there. It's the truth. <laughs> okay, so, so listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you a funny story because that's like the biggest fear. Of yes. course, even with a massage. When I get a massage, I farted. I farted in a massage. You wind up tensing up because you're like you're afraid. Let me yeah. let me tell you some massage is nothing like a stretch because she is pushing on that. Your legs are right. right? She is pushing. She has this thing where she gets up on the table, brings my legs up, and pushes down on my chest. And I'm telling you, and it's I can't little, imagine that your legs bend that way. Oh, I'm very flexible. I am. All right. So, um, what's funny is. Is that like that's always my fear because it's in the morning you've had a cup of coffee when she comes right. you really want to go and, <laughs> oh yeah wait i'm always very conscious about it and one time i asked her i said look you've had to have been in the line of fire I go, she goes oh fuck, it happens all the time oh especially, really well especially because she's got some older clients you know but is she like know, a little girl like this little girl can stretch she, you she's a little girl but she used to be about a competitive bodybuilder she's okay strong. so she's tough okay oh she's strong okay but you know, and, and to boot up, some of her clientele are really old people, man. And, you know, it's just, but you know what? In her mind, she's like a nurse. That shit don't phase her. You know, somebody shits on I himself. I don't know. I think about that because, like, I don't know. You think that, like, she goes into a, a, a guy's house that's, like, a good-looking guy. And she's like, all right, this is cool. Then she goes into your house. She's like, oh, God, what no, do I do with I'm this? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, psychologically, mentally, she in her mind, she's like a nurse. You know, right. she she doesn't yeah, look at it that she's way. She's still yeah. human. She is human, but I'm telling you, that's a calling. People who could get, you know, all up in weird positions with people, and you know, people are Ugh. farting in your face. Gross. Yeah, that was a funny comment, by Eric. That was a funny. I don't know if Eric was trying to be funny or not, but that shit's closer to the truth than he knows. <laughs> that's fucking funny. And you're away in Long Island. I'm on Long Island for the summer. Yeah. Well, I'll how, be back the end of July. How have you handled 30 days without Disney? Uh, it's been more than 30 days without Disney. Oh, you know. We well, I handled it because we already we already booked our next trip, but it won't be till October. But uh, yeah, it's listen, man, it's so much nicer up here. Like there, you can't go outside. I looked at the the weather yesterday, and it was like ninety eight and ninety percent humidity at at my house, and I was like, oh. You know, it, I get this all the time. Do you feel like you couldn't go outside yesterday, Alex? I mean, no. That's what I'm saying. I never feel you, like I go outside. You would go uh, sitting outside, hanging out for in a, two hours? Like, we were outside all day yesterday. I worked from out, sitting outside in the cool air with the sun. I don't know. It was nice. Yeah, Paul, when you say, like, I worked outside, you, you sat under an umbrella with a with laptop. With a laptop. You, you didn't yeah. go, like, you know. But I couldn't do that at my house. I couldn't do that at my house. Yeah, but I couldn't do that at my house right now. It's, it's way just, hot. It's hot. No, no, it's hotter. The humidity makes it worse. The humidity is coming here. Like August, it'll be like that here. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Vegas was hot. Oh, That's I bet. That is different heat. I, you know, they this time see, of year. I mean, they could say it's different heat, but it's fucking hot, man. You feel like somebody's putting a blow dryer on you. It's fucking hot. Yeah. And then, and then you know, you get underneath those... Um, the, the the parking things were in front of the hotels. Yeah, everybody, everybody thinks it's cooler there because it's shade, but it's not because the two hundred cars that are underneath there make it like a goddamn oven. It's like ten degrees hotter when you get in. There. Right, right. Yeah, brutal, brutal, brutal. Yeah, Vegas is tough. I I don't I don't get Vegas in the summer. It's it, it's that punch you in the face, especially because everywhere you are, you're in a casino, you're in everything. It's cool. It's AC, and you walk outside, and it's it's like. It's like, yeah, like it's walking into an oven. It's literally walking literally. into an oven. Yeah. But that will always be our trade show, right in the depths of the middle of summer. Right. Hey, it is what it is. No big deal. I mean, there's there are a lot of casinos. You don't even have to go outside. I mean, you can, right? Mandalay Bay, you can get, you don't even have to go outside to get the monorail to go to the other. And there's walkways and, you know, not not where you guys do the trade show, I guess. I mean, I always, I always stay at the hotel. I mean, some people stay at another other hotels. I stay at the hotel where the expo is, just so I don't have to worry about transportation or even. It's there. easier, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you want to know what? It's really funny because you know we visited a couple other hotels for dinner and whatever, and you just start to realize that I don't know, maybe it's me, but like the Venetian, it gets like the dreads of humanity. I mean, you said that yesterday. I, I, I'm, I'm in utter shock. When I tell you utter shock, how many, how many, like it wasn't a couple instances, people walking around with kids at fucking three, two, three, four in the morning in Vegas. How is that? There was a guy, true story, Brady and I were coming back from dinner and there was a guy, he had probably less than a one-year-old strapped in front of him. Was he okay. sleeping? No, dude, he was walking in the lobby at, at, at 1.30 in the morning and then he had one of those six-foot drinks in his <laughs> yeah. while he's walking with the baby man kid uh, women with strollers i mean it, all all over the place in vegas i just i and it's funny because when we went to the wind and whatever you don't see any of that shit i didn't see any of that shit but it seemed to be very prolific the venetian one time i'm coming out and i see two kids probably ages five and seven you know they're standing in the aisle by themselves, no parent around. And I literally said, what the heck is this? What are these young rascals doing here? Because there's no parent around. And because right. I saw them as I was walking, but as I passed the pillar where the kids were standing, the mother was about 15 feet in the carpet claiming her, you know, slot machine ticket. The kids aren't allowed to walk on the carpet. Oh, right. So uh, they had to they had they had to stay in the walkway. she just left them there. By themselves, yeah. but that means she's gambling too. Where the kids right? That means the kid was standing in the aisle while she was standing sitting at a slot machine too. It really was so disturbing to see in Vegas, man. It just really, 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 really bad. Who's got to go to Vegas that bad that you have to drag babies and kids? I mean, look, I could take. Did you bring kid. your kids in the past? We bought Petra when she was a baby, but we bought her sister. Petra was not like hanging out in the show. Pe- Pe- right. Petra was going to sleep at her Chicago time. So Brandy was putting her to bed at 4.30 in the afternoon because that's the cycle she was at. Right. Home, yeah, keep, her on the, keep her yeah. on the schedule, yeah. So Brandy kept her on the cycle when she went. But, yeah, we didn't take them to go. Uh, we need to go gambling and bring them on the showroom floor. I mean, it's just insane. Insane. I don't I don't get it, man. 
little little really scary too and and how is that like not a uh a child you know issue when you see the the moms with the strollers are the babies sleeping in the stroller like is that like sometimes the babies are asleep sometimes kids are wide awake man i have less of a problem with that like if we're in if we're somewhere away for like a couple i mean i wouldn't bring them to vegas but if we're somewhere away together and we're out late the kids will sleep in their stroller very comfortably. Like we'll have their, put their pajamas on, have them in their, you know, in under a blanket with their little bears or whatever. And they'll be sleeping. Like we can walk around outside somewhere. I have less of a problem with that. If the kid's comfortable sleeping in the stroller, I guess. With but, the little dog. Oh, oh, come on, man. Now I don't have it uploaded, so I can't even talk about it. <laughs> I don't know if I could talk about it. Did yeah. we talk about it on the air? No. No, we didn't talk about what you were doing on the air. You're no. Well, Should we didn't really talk about my dog either. I lost one of my dogs recently, so everybody knows. We've, you've mentioned that. The, medica- yeah, okay. the medicated one. She was very, very troubled. Mentally ill, and, and it got really bad. So we, uh, I, I said to Abe and Alex, I was having a real hard time with it. I can't believe we're talking about this. All right. And I said I wanted to. I'm trying to send it to myself. Just show so your phone. Just show your phone. Oh, I guess I could do that. Yeah. So I wanted to make a statue of my dog, and to make a statue of your dog, it's very expensive. But then I found this site called Petsies that makes a stuffed animal of your dog, which Abe and Alex seem to think is really weird. But I got it shipped to me on Long Island here, and. The white and brown one is the the fake dog, and the little one is my real. The white is my alive my alive dog. The one on the left. But so that's what the stuffed animal looks like, and I don't know. I think it's I think it's cool. I mean, well, I can't show you this pic. The picture, it's not like a stuffed animal like people are gonna hang out with. Like it's going to be a statue. It's going to be like a statue in my office. Like I'm going to put it in my office, and it's just going to be a remembrance of her. It's not like the kids are going to be playing with her, but you know, right now because we're back and forth between my mother-in-law's house and my parents' house and wherever the hell else we're going every other day. Nah, Kevin, it's a replica. They didn't stuff the actual dog. No, no, no. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yes, it's a replica. I, I didn't. It's a stuffed animal that looks like her. They even got her broken tail. Next, next show, I'll put it on. Oh God. I mean, the other place. I don't know. Yeah, I still think you should have just went with a portrait. I have. A, I painted a painting of her once before. You should. I don't know. It's the uh, the Goodfellas painting. Oh yeah, you made fun of it, right? <laughs> dog goes east. Dog goes west. <clears throat> oh, see, look, there we go. Ron likes it. Very nice tribute. Paul, have you ever seen Ozzy and Jack's World detour before? Yeah, but that's what a strange question. Why did they do that on I mean, that show? I mean, Jeff Walsh, what do you, what do you expect? <laughs> Taxidermy would have been cheaper. No, right. Taxidermy was way more expensive. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. The only thing that makes that – yeah, it is a little creepy. I agree with Mox. The, the only thing that makes that a little not as bad is it's not that great of a replica. So that could just be really like a stuffed animal. It's not, yeah, it's not supposed to be an exact replica. It's it, they yeah. said that, like it said that. It's supposed it'd be, to be. I think it'd be way more creepier if it was like an exact replica. If it was like scale to size right. and whatnot. Yeah, like, like scale to size. Yeah. It's smaller. Yeah. You know, 
No one, I don't think anyone coming to your house who didn't know you did that and saw that would just think it was a stuffed animal. Would right. Think it was not. So I, I think that makes it a little less creepy, but still kind of a little more strange. Oh, thank you, Mark. Whatever gives you peace is correct. Thanks, dude. I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I was actually regretting the decision because I'm a, I'm a very emotional person. And when we first got it, I had to put it away because every time I oh saw it, I, I was crying. And I remember my, my mother-in-law was like, what's the matter with you? Are you yeah. Do you feel sick? Because I'm like <laughs> sniffling. I was like, no, nah, I just walked by the Nala. What? Um, don't you still have some dogs, though? I have one dog, yeah. I what, one. what happens if that dog attacks the stuffed animal? Or, or starts humping it. Uh, you know, that hasn't what happened yet. She likes it. She was laying next to it. Oh my god. See that that's why I went I went for the for the portrait. The portrait's no, cool. It's on the wall, you know. I just don't like my see, kids aren't like, gonna play make, with it. It's like making a mockery of them, putting them on like a general's. Why is like, it making what a I? mockery? Oh, a stuffed animal. Yeah. I mean, Mine's a, a tribute to her. He was a general? What? I don't understand. Like, Why not just well, a regular picture of your dog? He, my dog his name was Zar. His name was Zar. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> kind of fit the, uh, the bill. All right, well. I don't, I just, I don't know. What are you going to do? What happens when it gets dirty? Like... It's not going to get dirty because it's going to get dusty. You're never going to throw it away because you can't. You know know what's really creepy about this whole thing? Not even the fact that he did it. What's really creepy about the whole thing is I know Paul's going to be sitting there moments like quietly alone with the dog next to him and he'll be petting it. Yes. And he'll be acting like it's really his dog. That's what's a little creepy because I know that's going to happen if it hasn't happened already. Who says it hasn't happened? Oh, no. I mean, that's like. (laughs) It puts the lotion in the basket, man. Oh, <laughs> it's a man. stuffed animal. I had it. I was I was having a rough day, and I just like held on to her and like sat down and was doing some stuff. I don't know. She was sitting next to me. Jeez. All right. I have we, a real hard time with grief. I'm sorry. Now we, we now we're gonna bring in our guest, and he's he's relentless with this kind of shit too. Yeah, really. I'm with Kevin. Enough of this nonsense. TGS Kevin, i you've asked me this fucking 100 times. Tickets go on sale November 1st. TGS 2023 is March 18th. Yes, and we actually have the contract. I haven't signed it yet. It just came in. But, yes, the contract's on our desk, so it looks like it's pretty safe to say it's going to be March 18th in 2023. Goat's getting antsy over there. Dude, I can't believe how many times I get that question message to me, too, though. Everybody trying to plan their stuff. Good sign. Good sign, Mardi Gras. Going to be a big year. Big year 2023. All right, that being said, we have the man of all men, the alpha dog. He is in the wings. Let's bring him on, our buddy. It's time for me. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. I gotta tell there you, I almost so, forgot. I almost forgot the cue for that segment. I noticed. You I, guys I hear me? Stumbled and forgot. Yeah, you were a little. You were a little, yeah, yeah, we, a little off. We can hear you, sir. How is the Alpha Dog, the Grandpa? That's your new name. You're the Alpha Grandpa this morning. Yeah, I'm doing. Grandpa. I'm doing wonderful. Excited. I'm a grandfather, but I, I, I gotta touch that a little bit about the, the lady with the two kids, uh, you know, uh, while she's gambling. What kind of degenerate 
you know, argue that, you know, you're gambling while your kid's there. Me, what I do is I leave my kid in the room and I go downstairs and gamble. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen. Put a cartoon I, on. <laughs> I, I, I used to go to Vegas every year for the Super Bowl. And um, my son was like 12 and it was my week with him and we went. And um, I was next to LeBron James, Dwayne Wade and uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony. They came and they sat down at my blackjack table. And my son's a huge basketball fan. So I kept calling him, but, you know, in Vegas in the room, you know, you know, the service isn't that great. So it was a new shoe. I ran upstairs to go, let him know for he could come downstairs. And, hey, Eric's like 12. He's in a robe, okay? <laughs> he ordered room service, steak and lobsters, <laughs> watching a movie. <laughs> and I told him. Yo, LeBron James, so and so is downstairs. No, nah, I'm good, Dad. I'm watching the movie. I mean, stay alive. That's the I, best I, story. I'll see wow. you next time. <laughs> that's true story. But it, it, did you not notice that, Eric? How many kids were running around? And, and not like running around two in the afternoon. I mean, look, I could, with my kids at their ages right now, 14, 12, 10, 7, we could take them to Vegas. There's a lot of shit we could do during the day. Petra's old enough where, you know, hey, we're going out tonight. Put a movie on, call us if there's a problem, leave them in the room. But you know, these kids and babies, it was three in the morning, four in the morning. Did you not last see place? It? Last it's place I would go with a baby. Uh, this, I mean, for a baby, there's absolutely nothing to do, it's way too hot. Why would you put a, a baby in that situation? But did you not see a lot of that? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, it's non stop out there, and it doesn't matter the time it is, you, you see them. I mean. You know, standing at that bar, that Luca bar, you know, I wish I had a nickel for everybody who walked by and held their nose, you know, everyone that left, the, you know, because we're all we do is smoke in the middle of, of the aisle there. And um, they got to be and, so happy when we leave. Uh, dude, uh, I mean, but the business, those people that bar generates uh, during that time, that bar is packed nonstop. I Great. try to avo I try to avoid it because um you know everybody stops me and uh, you know let's have a drink let's have a shot let's do this let's do that and, and you know I, I try to go around it and, and sneak my way back into the room but you know vegas puts you in a frame of mind that you know the, the time doesn't matter there's nobody there that you know no employee has a watch there's no clocks on the wall and um you know you you exhausted when i tell you you know i don't need to tell you you're exhausted but you're not sleepy you know how, i couldn't tell you how many times i walked to the room to 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 go to bed and i you know yeah, let me have a drink or let me do this or let me do that, you know, and I just couldn't make it to the room because it was, you know, you're just not sleepy. I guess they throw oxygen. I guess it's true. They throw that oxygen in the room. And to uh, keep why not? So, so honestly, you know, how does it feel to be a grandpa? Do you feel any different? Is the title? You, you know? know, I was, uh, I tried to delay my flight going to Vegas because, you know, she was due any day there. And then when I, as soon as I got on the plane, they locked the door. My son calls me. I, I kid you not. It, 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 Ten seconds afterwards, jeez, uh, um, dad, her, her water broke, and I'm like, mother, and I'm like, because no. you know I wanted to be there, but um, you know, uh, thank God everything, you know, baby's healthy. I think she looks a little bit like me. I really do. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> and um, it what a great, great feeling, you know, that uh, you know, being a grandfather and. Uh, I went the first day when I got back from Vegas, but uh, and then I started hearing everybody, you know, with the COVID stuff and all that. I did take a test, one of the rapid tests, and it came back negative. So, but there is a lot of people that got that, uh, you know, they got COVID at at the show. Um, 
and I, I'm trying to stay away a little bit, but you know, I, I talk to my son every day, you know, I, right now where I'm sitting, I'm sitting at the office. She's like three minutes away and I'm a little hesitant, you know, cause I, you know, I, I would never be able to forgive myself if I get a sick or anything like that. It's so, always better safe than sorry. It, it's always safe than sorry, but better I, safe than sorry. she's a bundle of joy. Uh, um, you know, um, my son was giving me a hard time and, uh, you know, it had to do with business. And I go, I want to tell you something. He goes, what's that? Uh, you're no longer the person I love the most, okay? Uh, I love Ella a lot more than I love you. So shut the fuck up. And, uh... <laughs> hey, listen, I, I had to be the guy who was pushing him the hardest outside of anybody in family. When, when you told him, dude, you when are you going to be a grandfather? And she was already pregnant, and I, I couldn't say nothing because he told me not to say nothing. He didn't want to know. I, I mean, I don't know. Growing up, you know, I never heard of this shit, but until, you know, she's at least six months, nobody wants to know uh, for whatever reason, not to jinx oh, herself. six or, months. Uh, yeah, three months, three months, six months. Yeah, we always, three said, months or whatever. Yeah, we always said three yeah. months. Right, but you did bust his balls one time, and she was already pregnant. I, I, was, I was riding him from the beginning. I'm like, let's go, bro. Start that family. I'm so happy, man. And I, I you know. I remember when he used to bring in my store when he was 12 years old. Uh, you know, Junior was at our grand opening of the original West Palm Beach location in shit, 2002. Something uh, like that. I don't, yeah, I don't 2002. I got pictures of him standing at the little uh, Drew Estate table at the time. With Marvin and Jonathan, yeah. Yeah, great. Wow. Awesome. Good shit, man. Congrats. Very, very, very happy for you guys. Thank you, bro. Thank you. All right. Let's talk some business how was the pca show for you this year interesting oh, show for you this year uh, it was you incredible know? i mean you know we had uh we had guy fieri there on sunday and uh i didn't know that that padron and um puente was making a cigar together and then i didn't know they were hold going on to hold on it. hold on you didn't know that they were showcasing it or you didn't know that they were making one together I did not know. I, I I didn't know they were going to showcase it on Sunday. I, I didn't. But did you know they were making one together? Because that no. came out like in 2020. Right. Well, yeah, but I, yeah, but you know, listen, 2020. We're in 2022. You know, they didn't do it in 2021. I didn't. Know and by 2024, doing. hopefully, it may hit the shelves. Right, right. You know, whatever. I I don't know the logistics on it. Who's going to sell it? Who's not going to sell it? Who's going to ship it out? I mean, I I don't know how. You know. What they why do, why do you bring that up? Did anybody say anything where they feel like you tried to steal their thunder? No, no, because there, there's people that at at uh you know have said you know it, it was I, I thought it was great. It was a great combination. I mean, I haven't seen that much buzz in, in the trade show in a long, long time. I mean, having Guy Fieri there was incredible. I, I mean, the lines we had to stop the lines because it was people was nonstop. Um, it was the greatest sales wise. It was the greatest show we've ever had. But I mean, we're growing. Wow. I mean, every show, we 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 sell more and more, and um, and he loved it. I mean, you know, um, it, it's his first show. Every July, he takes a family vacation. He goes up. He has his big ranch in Northern California, and every July, he doesn't let his kids do anything. You know, they have to be there, and no one's able to leave. And then. Um, he, he told the kids, he promised me that he was going to be there. And that's what I love about the guy. You know, he, whatever he tells me he's going to do, he's going to, he does it, you know, now he doesn't give me any information two weeks before, you know, he, he'll show up that day, you know, uh, he'll show up exactly at that time. And I have no idea whether he's coming or not, you know, uh, Vegas, he told me he was going to be there. And uh, again, I get no information. He's a busy guy. He owns over 80 restaurants. He's on TV two, three times a day, you know, but whatever he's told me he's going to do, he does it. And um, shows up. Uh, it, it was crazy. It was mayhem. Uh, 
at the booth and um yeah we we just left you alone at that point you called me you wanted me to go down there with a couple of your friends we went and got them from the car and as soon as we hit your booth i'm like okay this is a zoo <laughs> let's go it just became like a zoo well the reason uh, i called you is because he likes you i don't know why but he likes you <laughs> and um and uh <laughs> And and you know I wanted him to have somebody there that that he knows you know he because it's my it's my responsibility to to keep him safe and and there's always this one asshole always you know which which we had at the show you know Eric Eric, Eric gathered about I don't know what was it eight of us yeah he gathered about eight of us to go get him when they dropped him off and bring him under the showroom floor so yeah he was well, kind of pretty surrounded you know I'm I'm responsible for the guy you know he left his family vacation I don't want anything to happen to him because I want him to continue coming to the show and he doesn't travel with any security or entourage or nobody he came by himself yeah, he came with him and and, and the driver and then um yeah that's know. it and it, it was scary because you know he likes everything done the right way and it's no different than than me I like everything done the right way so. After the trade show, we, we, you know, we invited some people over to a suite, but they didn't give me the suite till like three o'clock that day. And, uh, you know, we had to go set it up and, uh, uh. and, uh, I tried to get misters. I couldn't get misters. I tried to cater food, couldn't cater food because they, they, you know, they block you from doing all that because it's, even though it's a hospitality suite, you can only supposed to have three, four people there or whatever. And so I had to send a couple guys after three o'clock to, and we were we were mobbed that you know I, I couldn't afford to send a couple of my guys to take care of the room, but you, you I couldn't I, afford you couldn't afford to to let the body power go, the manpower, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. But, now you couldn't afford the money. You couldn't afford to let them go because you need the bodies on the floor, right? And and I had to send uh, Jack and Tyler, whom I put Jack's name on the room because I knew I wasn't able to go. You said Jack Tarano. Yeah, and then, right. yeah. yeah, no, that but still you. we needed him there, and uh, <laughs> and um, so. They left, and uh, I had to order pizza from Gamaldi's. I mean, that's the best thing I could do. But it was great. I know, I know that you know your wife was a little sick, and you, and you didn't make it. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, bro. We, that's we okay. We had over hundred people in there. And plus, Eric, I knew you were gonna be. I knew it was gonna be jammed. I knew it was gonna be jammed. You know, I've met him. He's fortunate enough. He lives here. I just figured it'd be nice to let other people who really don't get a chance to see him. And, and and he had a speech. He said a speech. It was incredible, you know, because he called me the Godfather, which I I don't care for because Carrillo is known as the Godfather. But when he says a speech, he says the Godfather of cigars. But he said at least he is to me. He's my Godfather of cigars. You know, he says, look, I don't. I I'm not a sous chef to nobody. But with Eric, you know, I'm his sous chef when it comes to cigars. You know. Um, and he's a smart guy. I mean, the guys over at PCA came by. He said, look, you know, help me help you. You know, I'll come to the trade show, but you guys got to help me. I got to ask you, what was that about when you guys left your booth and went over to the PCA section and put some of the cigars on display and they put it up on the screen? Because that looked like it wasn't planned. It looked like it kind of happened last minute. No, well, you know, I, um, um, I, I, I paid for that. Um, it, it was a cocktail hour with uh, with Guy Fieri in the PCA lounge. In the PCA lounge, yes. Okay, so, I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah, we had set that up, you know, maybe a couple months prior, and then that's why you saw the logo on 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 the trade show floor uh, yeah. everywhere, um, and that was included in that. But that was a little hesitant to me because they announced it over the loudspeaker, but I couldn't hear it, and and nobody knew we were there, and so it got a little repetitious. 
and and I know he was tired because he he had to do some charity thing uh, the night before, and he didn't go to bed till like four thirty. So, and he even told me, "Oh, this is repetition, Espinosa." And I, and I said, "Look, guy, I know you're tired. We'll leave out of here in five minutes." And for me to run out of words, what to say? I was a little hesitant. You know, I, what, what do we do? I'm, I'm caught in the situation. Ba ba ba. And then here comes Ed Reed. You know, Ed Reed wants to meet him. So he was he, he, he was saving grace there because. As soon as Ed Reed comes, you know, he's wild by Ed Reed and, and, and they started talking and they were talking for 30 minutes. So we killed another 30 minutes being there. Um, and then um, they kind of hit it off. And he, you talk about two guys with that if factor. I mean, they both got that if factor. Uh, it, it's nonstop, you know, the energy that both of them have. So, I, well, Ed people... Reed's a football player, Paul. <laughs> well, there, there was a lot of. Um... I know the name. Between Ed Reed, Guy Fieri, and then Alonzo Mourning was on the floor this yeah. year. Kind of a lot of action going on the floor this year, more than I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, um, everyone's everyone's going crazy on it on Facebook, talking about it was the greatest uh, trade show in, in a while. You know, the energy level was there. The excitement was there. And I think we need that. And, and listen, and I tell everybody, I think this guy's going to help our industry uh, not just our company, the whole industry, because we have a guy like that with, with the platform he has. You know, he's already – I, I introduced him to Nestor uh, Placencia Jr., and uh, Nestor wanted to meet him, and then they were talking, and, and Nestor's telling him how many acres he's got, you know, gross tobacco and this and that, and, and he goes, dude, I, I'm going to – you know, and his mind starts going. He goes, look, uh, maybe we can do a documentary on, on tobacco and what have you. I mean, if we can get away – if we can do that, I mean, you know, that's just going to help our business. No, it's definitely a plus. And and wow. the trade show, listen, trade show was way better than last year. Way more attended. Way more congruent, right? It was clean. It was streamlined. They had the nice maps in the middle of the floor. You could tell they put some thought and effort. Now I don't just, know what that I don't know what that word means, but I agree with you. With, <laughs> 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 um the only thing you're just missing is just a little bit of excitement, right? They could have had they could have had stuff going on, people walking around the floor doing stuff or, or just something. But um, as far as the trade show, the, the smaller footprint I, I, I'm a big fan for. Very very nice, easy to get around anywhere you had to go. Um, I think the manufacturers listen. It's less boost space for manufacturers. Um, there's only a couple guys that I, I see still taking monster booths. Rocky probably has one of the biggest booths there now. Um, Gurkha had a huge booth, but they're all. I don't, I don't think the side of the booth you're going to sell more, you're going to sell less. Listen, no, I had a, half, I had a halfway decent. Uh, but listen, booth. Rocky's defense, as big as his booth was, he was one of probably the six booths, six or eight booths that were never empty. You know, um, the whole show. I, I I don't think the size of your booth. I mean, listen, it's like I tell everybody: look, cut down on your booth, save money. You know. Have a halfway decent booth, and, 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 you know, I think you can't afford not to be there. Look, this is our industry, okay? Whether you like PCA, you don't like PCA, that's irrelevant to me. Um, you know, it's our Super Bowl, and for you not to be there, you know, it makes no sense to me. Because you're going, yes, you can offer the specials a week before, two weeks before. I don't know how anybody runs their business, and I really don't care. But... You never know what's going to come out of that, and um, the relationships you build uh, or, or what have you. Um, you know, when I when I did the the uh, event at the uh, and the suite, uh, and then 
there was somebody who was renting the suite next to us who actually was a retailer, you know, and, and we kind of became, we kind of hit it off, you know, because, and there's a guy who doesn't carry our brand, you know, he went the next day and he, he placed an order, you know, at, at, at the booth, you know, just because, you know, we, we did that event next to him, you know, huh. um, and I didn't know the guy from a hole in the wall, you know, and, and there's things that happened that, that, you know, you, you take advantage of it and, and being there, um, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to meet. Yeah. I mean, you know, one guy that I, I, I kind of hit it off with him is that, uh, Merrifield guy. Uh, I, I, you know, I only know him from the show and I think he's a great guy. I mean, you know, um, we talked and, and I had like a moment with Jose Blanco cause, uh, heading down there, um, to Vegas, he happened to be at the, uh, online with me. So I, I took him to the Amaro's club. Uh, we hanged out, um, you know, he's got so many miles, uh, you know, flying that he, he, he rode with me in first class. We sat together, hit it off. And then me, because, you know, I like to gamble a little bit. I get picked up in a limo. I go, Jose, you're going with me. So I hanged out with him the whole time. And what a great human being. I mean, we hanged out the whole time. And even going back, uh, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he was with me. We, you know, we same flight, same everything. And you talk about a guy that travels. I mean, he was going back to Istanbul. He just he was going back to turkey you know and he just got back from turkey and uh he lives in uh macedonia or something like that and and, yeah. and you know but just having that you know i i realized who he is now i knew the guy from from a long time ago but we really got you know we really got to know each other and, and what a great human being and the, the knowledge and and when i hang around with somebody like that who i know that knows a lot more than i do you know, I just shut the hell up. You know, it's hard for me to shut the hell up, but I, I just grasp and I, I'm like a sponge and I, I want to learn from the guy. And I learned so much just being on that trip with him um, that, you know, it was a blessing for me. And you got guys like Galito Fuente coming up to you telling you, dude, that, that was great, you know, bringing this guy, you know, to our trade show. That was awesome. Nesta Placencia, you know, all these guys, you know, they told me. The guys at PCA were like, oh, you know, that he was there. Anything I asked them for, you know, they did it, uh, um, you know. Um, and he told him, I need your help for next year. He goes, whatever you need, Mr. Fietti, you know what I mean? And, uh, um, tell it was us, great. What's tell that? us about the new cigar that you're making with him now, the special edition. It, it, it's, um, you know, he likes different sizes. He, 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 and he's really, you know, he's not as knowledgeable as we are in cigars, but he is learning and he is, he educates himself. And every time I see him, he knows more and more and more. And, uh, this is a cigar we're doing. It's called the, the, the chef special. It's a Figurado. Okay. Um, he, he loves Figurados. Uh, um, this is the size. It's a one-time release um, that we did. Um, we sold tons of it at the show. Um, he smoked the cigar smoking phenomenal. It really, really is. Um, you know, this is what he wanted. So, you know, we get together and we, and, you know, we know what's going to work, what's not going to work, but he definitely gives his input on, on what he wants. And, um, you know, he just said, dude, we, we should get best cigar of the show because that cigar is fire. It's, it, it's amazing. But I just love hanging out with him and just learning, you know, his mind. I think he's a savant. I really do. He doesn't forget one thing. Okay? You know, the guy that was there, Brad, um, one of the guys that were walking with him, you know, they just happened to be in Vegas and I use him like a, a bodyguard, security guard. And, and, um, and uh, Brad told him his birthday or whatever. And, and like five hours later, he tells him, Oh, so your birthday's October 18th. Um, and he looks at him. Yeah, well, he, he remembers those things. Let me tell you something. It tells me a lot about the guy sometimes the smallest ge gestures. Like, you know, I had that experience with Steve Bashotti, the owner of Ravens. But, like, here's a perfect example. You asked me to um, pick him up and drive him down to Arizona Palooza. Um, he, he lives, he has a house right not far from our point in location. 
So I go to his house. I pick up him and his son. And on the counter, I see this. It literally looks like a toaster. It looks like a white toaster. And it's got four, five. It's got five things that they're maybe a little bit thinner than the, your the chargers. Yeah, it's got yeah. five things sitting in the like yeah, a toaster. Yeah. And it was just an odd-looking thing. I just said, you know, what is this? And then he shows it to me in their battery packs. But each charger, which is really as slim as your phone, which is really nice because you put it right up to it, but each charger has a different cable port. So it had a micro USB C. Oh, yes, I've like, seen those, yeah. What's nice is you could those interchange awesome. the wires. So yeah. even if you your battery dies and it's the lightning cable one, you can take a fresh one, unplug it, put the lightning... Really, really smart thing. I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty genius. Whatever. Fucking four days later, he ships me one. There's one in my office. I use it. I took it to the Middle East. I took it to Vegas. It's like the best freaking thing. It's the coolest thing I've seen. But, like, I made that little comment, and the guy remembered it. And next thing I know, I get one. He ships me one. It's, it's not stopping. He is his, his mind. It's not, he reminds me a lot of Rocky Patel. Uh, I'll tell you why. Well, they look alike. No. Uh, no, well. Rocky doesn't stop. You know, the energy. I learned a lot from Rocky. You know, I learned how he built his business by traveling, and I, I try to do the same thing. Um, you know, now he doesn't need to travel. His business is great. Uh, um, oh, he travels more than ever, just not for business. Just not for business. But I'm sure, <laughs> I, listen, but I'm sure wherever he's at, you know, he'll stop in the store or whatever. But this guy's no different. This guy, the energy this guy has, and trust me, guys, no drugs. Now he drinks a little bit. I, I promise you, no drugs. No, I've never ever seen him do anything uh, uh, um you know all straight how can a man at his age he's 54 years old he's a year younger than me wow. um i went to the gym with him in puerto rico and and i i mean i'm pretty strong you know i, I really am for for my age and this guy just abused me you know and and what did i do i said fuck this you know because i hate to lose you find me somebody who likes to lose in something and i'll show you a loser so you know i'm ready for him now i mean you know my you know i've been working out a lot just just for us the next day we go work out you know um he just abused me and he's good at everything that he does um and and his mind it's constantly working constantly you know he's thinking even the business i had uh sammy hagar tell me one day we were hanging out at, at his yacht and um for you guys who don't know your listeners that you know him and uh guy fieri and sammy hagar own a tequila called santos uh because sammy sold the cabo wobble tequila and um you know i i'm i'm talking to sammy and, and he puts me over the side and he goes you see uh, guido because that's his nickname the best business partner i ever had in my life you know it's non-stop he's always thinking on how we can make it better? How can we sell more? Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's, there you that's go. The killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah he, he gave you that at the Great Smoke. Yep. Yeah, and cool. um, it, it, it's nonstop. But everybody loves this guy. It's not a matter of, you know, when he told me to make him the cigar, I told him no, and and I told him because it doesn't work. You know, celebrity cigars just don't work. And he asked me right. why, and I said because they do absolutely nothing about it. If you go look at the. Uh, the uh, diners driving and die from Puerto Rico, uh, uh, 2022 Puerto Rico. He's got the shirt on. He's got the knuckle sandwich shirt filming, you know, diners driving. So he's, he's done everything possible um, to, you know, to get this business going. And, um, and he's made money. I mean, uh, you know, we, our deal was on a handshake and I told him, 
I don't get lawyers involved because the only ones that make money is lawyers. So, you know, all his agents that wanted me to sign a contract and this and that. And and then, you know, and I said, look, I'm not doing that. You know, you want to send something simple, I'll sign it. Okay. But it's got to be simple. If not, I if I have to read, I'm not signing shit. Right. So, <laughs> so it was simple. It was one page, a little thing, you know, just to make his agent happy. And, 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 and we did it. But that was like two weeks ago, you know, and we've been in business together. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually, like, like for... Look, we launched the the brand in, in, in late February, but um, you know, right around, the great, right around the great smoke, everything was a it was just a handshake, and he's never done that. He's never allowed anybody to use knuckle sandwich on anything, okay? And he allowed us to use it, and but he's all in. I'm all in, you know, and and um, he understands because you know every time he's around me, all we do is push knuckle sandwich because that's the right thing to do. But when he was coming to the trade show, I told him, listen, guy, um, I just want to let you know, you know, I have logos of all my other stuff. He goes, Espinosa, um, you got me hooked on your cigars with the Laranja. I'm a huge fan of everything that you make, just to let you know. I understand you got to sell your product. That's, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you be the best cigar, you understand? Whether it's knuckle sandwich, not knuckle sandwich, whatever it is, I want to help you succeed. And I said, fair enough. I mean, for a guy, a celebrity, you know, uh, at, at, you know, for, for him to tell you that, dude, I know he's the real deal. And I'll go to bat for the guy. And 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 the re- and again, the reason I called you to go over, because, you know, you're, you're kind of a big guy. I don't know if you've noticed that. And uh, I want him to feel safe. And um, so every time he's around us, uh, um, the reason why I asked you to, to pick him up at his house, because I knew that you're a responsible guy and then you were going to do the right thing. And um, again, I'm responsible as long as he's with us. The great smoke, when we went to pick him up, I mean, we had a police escort to take us there, to take us back. And I had to drop him off at two o'clock. I got to South Beach at two o'clock on the dot. And his wife was out there. His kids was out there. His agents out there waiting for us. And I look at the clock and I tell the guy's name is Reed. Reed, by the way, is another fantastic guy. I go, two o'clock, no longer my responsibility. I delivered the package. It's your responsibility. <laughs> I'll see you guys tonight. Later, you know, off duty, <laughs> off duty, dude. But he feels he feels comfortable around me because he knows I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to take care of the guy. Because it's mayhem. No matter where we go, we're on the boat the other day, on this boat, and 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 uh, we're going through uh, the inlet, and there's a guy putting gas and going like this, like slow, slow the fuck down. And then when he realized who it was, he tells his friend, and he's like, hey, hey, guy. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's crazy hanging around with him everywhere you go, you know. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody. And the, oh, and everybody he, likes him. He's such he's, a likable person. He's an extremely recognizable guy. What's hilarious is as we go to get him out of his car, as we pick him up, as he's coming to a trade show, all of a sudden you see his image literally like on a fucking 60-foot yeah, like in the background, it's like yeah, yeah. being advertised as we're picking him up on a building in the background. So no, very oh cool God. stuff. We go um, to quad, we go to quality imports, and he, I'm driving him there. I think after I saw you, and there's a fire truck, and the guys see him, and the fire trucks turn on the light, and they get down. Can I get a picture? And he's huge with the military, first responders, all that. And we're in the middle of the street. The lights green, and, and we're there taking pictures. <laughs> In the middle of the street with the firefighters and stuff like that. But he oh likes stuff God. like that, you know? Now, he, he uh, very nice to see all his uh, interactivity, especially within our industry. It's great for us. Now, you also have a couple other – you got a couple new things, and we're going to touch on a couple before the break, and we'll leave one for after the break. But 
you're celebrating 10 years. Yes. God, it feels like it's been longer than 10 years. Well, it has been longer. I've been 23 years in the industry, but I know 10, 10 years with Espinosa cigars. And, is, um, is La Zona only 10 years old? Only 10 years old. Fuck, it feels longer. So I, you, you, you got two 10 year anniversaries coming out one La Zona and one the Espinosa. And one Espinosa. Tell, tell us about the two lines real quick. All right. So, um, you know, we marketed the hell out of La Zona. You know, we, we got three years in a row of Cigar uh, Factory of the Year. And uh, a lot of people that, you know, that knows it comes out of La Zona, you know, it's going to be a quality cigar. So we market La Zona like crazy. And then we wanted to do the Espinosa 10 years, but uh, um, it was uh, Hector's idea, my son's idea. How can we leave La Zona out of it? So we didn't do a lot of the one in La Zona. You, uh, you know, it was only uh, about 300 boxes, a 30-count box. And uh, we wanted to do a tribute to 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 Lazona, uh, um, you know, just because we marketed the shit out of that, the factory. Did you say you only made three hundred boxes, bro? Uh, we only made three hundred boxes because the wrapper we use is the same wrapper of Larange. And okay, but like that could be taken by one retailer. How did I, you bring it up? Did you limit? I, I, no, the I just let. I just let. You know, I, they, they had to get like two boxes. That's what we did. Unless it's you know, I ain't gonna say unless it's somebody else like. Ate the bad or whatever, but we only got like, <laughs> we only like a couple people. Look at my, look I mean, at my tracer orders, real quick. Can, can you edit that? Can, can you edit? <laughs> no, we, we we really didn't make. We I don't have that wrapper aid, and then the whole world's telling me about the wrong, the wrong. You know, during COVID, they didn't grow that in Brazil too too much, and so we it, it's trickling in little by little, but we we didn't do a lot of them. I mean, three hundred boxes, you're gonna be pissing a lot of people off. That's okay. There it is. There oh yeah, we got a nice amount. You shouldn't be saying that. Two. <laughs> you got two. All I need, yeah, we got six instead of two. I just yeah, want to take I want to take care of my customers. And then the 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 Espinosa tenure, which we make it in the San Lodano factory, it's uh it's a hybrid wrapper that uh, AJ grows uh, in, in, uh, down in uh, Esteli, and it's a dark wrapper. It's beautiful. The cigars are amazing. Both of them are amazing. I mean, now is the, is the Espinosa one just his tobacco, or is he making that cigar for you? He's making it for us also. Okay. Down in the San Lodano factory. You know, before we go on break, let, let's just hit that really quick because it gets asked a lot because people, I, I get it from our consumers a lot. You're a guy, you've been in the business, you go in your own factory, but it, it happens more often than not. Why is, why would, why would, AJ Fernandez make a cigar when you have your own factory? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, so listen, I'll show you. I got a couple things here. Now, uh, um, you know, this is a Matafina wrapper, okay? The, the knuckle sandwich, okay? Look at that wrapper, okay? I can't get those things. Being a small guy or, or, mm -hmm. or a middle-on-the-road guy, you know, it's a struggle for me to get the good stuff because most of the big companies, they get everything. So I got tired of... of you know, if you get the Mexican, uh, the San Andre, they'll sell you 20 bales that are good and 10 that are not so good. So what are you going to do with those 10 bales? I don't do garbage in my life. I, I know people won't believe me, but, you know, when, when, when you do, you know, when you cut corners, it, it shows, you know. I like to cook. When you use good ingredients, you have a better chance of your meal coming out better. And then um, I got tired, Abe, of uh, just searching for these, you know, the best looking rappers and he's got all that so when all the substantial equivalent came around and, and all the bs and all that well i sat down and i spoke to him and um i told him give me a price now of course it's going to be a little bit more expensive than if i made it but 
you know, I, I alleviated myself from from struggling getting the, the good stuff. And I told him, okay, you make it, give me the price, and and I don't have to struggle with with. And now I don't have garbage in my warehouse, in my factory, like ten bales of Mexican that I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with it. That you can't but use. It, you, you got to do something with it because if not all your profit margin, you know, after you make the cigar and you sell it, now you got 10 bales that are paid for. What the hell are you going to do with it? So which, I got AJ, tired of that. which AJ has a hundred outlets for stuff like that. Correct. Correct. And I don't, and I refuse to do it because I refuse to make garbage. So, you know, I make a bundle cigar just because, you know, of, of the leftover stuff that I got, you know, and I sell it inexpensive and, and you know, and, and we go with it. But, um, I, I refuse to buy garbage, and these kind of people they force you down there to, to, to do that. So that's one of the reasons. So pretty much, your determining it. factor is the availability and access to select tobaccos. Uh, it's uh, stuff, correct stuff you really can't get or can't get all the good stuff or the way you want it, but he has access to it. You, 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 you'll you'll use him for that those projects, and and, and that's, that's the reason I I chose him to make the knuckle sandwich because I knew it was going to be a hit, and I wouldn't be able to keep up with production. Mm -hmm. So. So um that's the other side of the coin is yeah, and, and, and we make it we, we make it in the San Lotano factory, which is uh in um it's in a city called Okota, which is like uh, an hour south of uh of Esteli. And um you got the best rollers in the world there. And why they're the best rollers? Because they don't leave. You train them how you want to train them, and there's no competition, there's only one factory there. So he, he, <laughs> right. he, he keep he keeps all the employees there and um and he, he trained them the way he wanted to train them. And, um, and uh, you know, I don't know how much percentage uh, uh, of, of production I have there, but it's big. And, and you know, the guy, people can criticize AJ, this, that, but I tell you one thing, he's a man. If he gives you his word, he does it. And he's how'd, you feel, how'd you feel about him not coming to the show this year? I told him. He kind of regrets it a little bit. I, I spoke to him. Uh, um, you think Altus had anything to do with that? Who's that? Altus? I doubt it. I, I don't think AJ. Nobody tells AJ what he can or can't do. Good point. I I, I, I doubt that. Uh, um, you know, um, he's such a busy guy that you know, um, you know, being in Nicaragua all the time, you really don't know how this down here works. But he did call me at the trade show. He called me twice, as a matter of fact, and we talked about it. And I told him, look, there's no reason why you shouldn't be here. You, I agree. Definitely. I think he should have been there. I think everybody should be there. I had a talk yeah. with the. Uh, you know, I spoke to Skip Martin. He he. he 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 came by did my. Did not have a booth? Yes, they did. I didn't he did, but booth. he but he couldn't. He didn't have product or something because he didn't get his paperwork or whatever in in time. Because uh, I, like, I, minute, I saw him around, but I didn't see a Romacraft booth anywhere. Yeah, he had like a small booth, but he couldn't display product because he didn't get whatever. I didn't get. I didn't get everything that I needed. Also, I'm working today. We had a meeting today on what we're gonna do next year. And I, I got to have everything, you know, by, yes, by by February next year. If not, I'm not doing it because I got embarrassed. I didn't have samples. Nothing came. I mean, I, pay, I paid $7,000 to expedite, you know, to, to get my stuff uh, on time. And it never showed up. Uh, I mean, uh. I just got it yesterday. I got the samples for the trade show yesterday. Yeah, it's um, nuts. You know, it's nuts. Uh, um, but I told him, I said, you know, look. And I told Mike Rosales, which is a business part, I go, you guys can't afford not to be here. Just cut corners on the booth. Don't spend a lot of money in the booth. Uh, uh, um, you know, Don't and, do a uh, big sweet party for everybody. Well, I tell you what, I get the room for free. So next year what I'm going to do is I'm going to just stay in that suite and just you know, cater to some of the, the retailers every day. You know, come by the sure. suite and hang out and, and what sure. have you. You know, that's not that big of an expense. 
Um, but, you know, for all the guys who, all the manufacturers who weren't there, look, I really don't care who goes and who doesn't go. I'd rather nobody goes and I'm the only guy there. I mean, everybody's going to go see me, you know. Um, these big guys who don't show up, look, they run their business the way they want to run their business. I'm nobody to tell them what they can or can't do. Um, but they're just, I feel that they're, they're, they're not going to sell as much as they would if they're there, uh, you know. Um, you know, Matt Booth, who now General, uh, you know, he sold the company to General, and they said they did phenomenal, you know. And, and um, you know, Matt told me he did great, and uh, some of the General guys are there who, who are friends of mine, and, and they kind of regret, you know, not being there. But it's a big enough for them guys. Uh, look, we, we don't know what, you know. You I'm, guys, wondering who, I'm wondering who the first company is going to put their toe back in the water. One of them, one of them is going to do it first. I think eventually. You know, they can do it in a smaller size. It Absolutely. doesn't have to have that big ass booth and, and what have you. Well, we got to take a break, Eric. It's the top of the hour. Coming up in hour two, don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about the new Las Provencias, which I love the packaging. I want. You have a, I hope you have a box around there. If not, grab it during the break. I'm going to try to grab one. Yeah, I love that. During the break, we're going to have scoop with Coop. Should be interesting. See what his PCA perspective is. A special edition of uh, Tale of the Tape. Of course, name that jam with Avo and Would You Rather. I got a couple of nice questions lined up, some funny questions lined up for Eric Espinosa. Before we take a break, just a big shout out to Tim B. I want you to know I read your comment and I'm glad we could be here for you this morning. We know it's a tough time for you. Our hearts are with you, my friend. And the KMA and Smoking family is always here for you. We'll be back right after this. Try to find a box. Each of them, Nicaragua by AJ Fernandez. The original versus the heritage. What's the difference between the two? The H. Oven Nicaragua A.J. Fernandez Heritage. The story of A.J. Fernandez coming from Cuba, raised by his grandmother out there, has a lot of love for the country, but also he loves tobacco and he loves his new area where he bought his farm called Finca La Lilia, named after his grandmother, Farm of Lily. So he's got the love of tobacco, he's got the love of Cuba, and he's got the love of of Nicaragua, let's put them all together. So that tells the story of this triple fermented Brazilian Matafina wrapper and AJ estate grown Nicaraguan binders and fillers, creating a beautiful array of some sweetness, soft leather, a little bit of spice with nice aroma notes of black pepper and earth tones. We hope you go out and enjoy this one that it really tells the story of AJ, his love of Cuba, Nicaragua and H oven. So please go out and try one. I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. H of in Nicaragua, AJ Fernandez, Heritage. Where are we again? We are deep in the Argentina Colqueque Desert Valley. It is so beautiful. It is. It's hard to believe that we're at an elevation of 8,000 feet. What's down there? That's the Mayoko River. It features a few acres of dark Mulbet grapes. Wow. Wow is right. From those few acres, only 9,000 bottles of this amazing Mulbeck wine are made. How can people get it? They can go to kmawines.com and pick up a three wine sampler that includes this Mulbeck for just $69 and 50% off shipping. That is awesome. We should head back down so we can order some right away. I'm not getting any reception. Sounds good to me. I'll race you back. Welcome back. What an abrupt return. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think I Eric's still searching for cigars. But wait, I, I have I have an old I have an old gem that I just realized is still here that I mean oh, it would only shit. be fitting to play. Oh yeah. Play it. Oh my mia, my mia. That's, That's classic. right. That's classic. I forgot about that. I just saw that gem in the side. So hold on. Can, are I we going to get to eat these at some point while Eric's Yeah, dude. I'll take these in for you, putz. God, Jesus. How incompetent can one human being be? I'm starving. You want to know how incompetent one human being can be? I'll tell you while, while we wait. I'll tell you how incompetent one human can uh, be. Because we you, weren't, you weren't here the last KMA. So <laughs> oh, yeah, what I did. <laughs> so, so, you know, during Name of name That Jam, when Paul plays the reveal first instead of the fucking clip. <laughs> it was an accident. And really? I purposely, I purposely moved them so that I wouldn't do that. And it, there's a lot going on. And uh, yeah, I, I small mouth slip. Seriously, really. And, and and I thought we're getting off of the KMA wines. Weren't you gonna start something else? Uh, yeah, but I'm can, not. Can you? I, no, I have to. Can I you can't accomplish one you. thing? Just one thing. No, I can't. Ex I have to explain to you off the air what what the issue is with that one I was discussing. There's a they're having a legal issue right now. I'll, I'll explain to you off the air. I, think I can't talk. I literally can't talk about it. I think KMA Wines has ran its course, man. Time to, I agree. Time I agree. Get, we need a new time to get something else in. Absolutely. I, I think I sent Eric on a mission to go find a box of La Princes. He must not realize it's only like a two minute break. No, there he is. He's still not, no, he's not there. No, he's, <laughs> he's not, not there. there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Too fucking funny. Is he in his office or is that is that Jack's office? I can't tell. Well, if anybody's watching KMA and would like to have the uh, KMA wine sponsorship spot, just please contact me. Don't even contact Paul. It'll never happen. Just contact info, me. Info at KMATalkRadio.com and, and you'll get all of us. Here. Or just search is. for him on Facebook, Paul DeGracco. Or all right. Welcome I'm back. not on Facebook anymore, but thanks for bringing that. That hurts my feelings. Oh God! I forgot about that. There was no resolution about that at all. No, and then I paid this. One of my one of my media buddies gave me this consulting no, firm's do, do name. Our listeners know what happened because I don't know how public you've been about it. I haven't been public about it uh, really at all. So it's my Facebook, one of my email, old email addresses that I have no access to, got hacked, and we may have talked about it on the air. And they logged into my Facebook, posted something, and got me banned. So I have an appeal with Facebook. They denied it. Then I, I provided some more Facebook, information. Facebook knows you got hacked. They do. So I had to fill out a form, uh, show my ID to prove my identity. Then I showed them the email that they sent me with a, with a different IP address from a different uh, cell phone carrier uh, through an email address that I proved I do not have access to anymore because I, I don't own the domain anymore. And had to send that screenshots to them, emails to them, and I'm in a second appeal right now for them to allow me back in. But it's it's from what I heard, this is what these hackers do. They post something so obscene and so uh, like in, insane and so offensive that they get you banned for life. But they do it so that they can get access to other things that you may have linked to Facebook. I really have nothing linked to Facebook. For whatever reason, I don't like link games or accounts or any of that shit to Facebook. And none of my passwords are the same as my social media passwords. Like I purposely have done that. So 
I did. I have a. I am pretty good with that stuff, except for the fact that I used to own a domain that I guess the email address was still linked to Facebook, and they somehow hacked that domain, which I don't own anymore, and logged in, recovered my account while I was on an international call. So I like I saw the thing come up, but I like I'm literally like on an issue with like somebody possibly canceling a huge order with me. So I like didn't jump right on it 20 minutes later i tried to jump on it they had already put on two-factor authentication what, what could you have done by the time you got the notification it's probably already too late maybe yeah i i don't know i i don't know when they posted it i, I mean only like one person saw anything <laughs> yeah, like, but they, they sucks they my instagram meta don't meta is the worst company ever you can't get them to deal with it you know what this consulting firm said that when i went to them they go. Make it easy, Paul. We're still broadcasting. <laughs> William, for they kill us. Oh, sorry. Well, anyway, they said buy an Oculus Go for three hundred dollars, and then when you can't get it to work because you need a Facebook account to work with it, they are the ones that can possibly get your Facebook account um, unbanned because they want you to use the product or something. Like I'm like, and so I paid a, a fee for a consultant that told me, well, the only thing you can do now is get an Oculus Go. That was really their best response. Yes, I, and I paid these guys. I have an Oculus if you want to try it. I I only have like eight days left before my account's disabled forever, so I I don't know, I don't know what to do. It's depressing because, like you said, like I have a lot of pictures on there with my kids and stuff. I mean, and I'm pretty private with it. You know, I don't have a, a lot, but I probably have four thousand friends, but all people that I'm somehow connected to. It's not like <laughs> random people. Jesus. That's, it sucks. What do I do? Uh, and my Instagram, out. too. I hope it works out. Well, Eric, before we get into the Las Provincias, we got a special segment sponsored by our good friends at Avo Cigars. We are going to test your musical acumen right now and see if you could name that jam. So this is really simple, Eric. We're going to play you about three seconds of a song, and we're going to see if you can name that jam. Are you ready? Now, that's ready. If, if Paul plays it in the right order. Now, listen, I'm going to preface this, too. This, this is a layup, and I'm going to be really disappointed on a couple of levels if you don't get it. You ready? I'm ready. All right, there let's see go. if Eric Espresso can name that jam. Philadelphia Freedom. Great song. Eric Espinosa, you, my friend, has successfully named that jam, brought to you by, once again, Avo Cigars. Thank you to the fine folks at Avo for that fun segment, and you have passed the test. Well done, Mr. Espinosa. What do I get? You get a high five, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Signed dollar bill by Abe the Bad No No. L to the No. <laughs> I came back with the trade show from two with two. One from wow. uh, Briggs, one from Briggs, and one from Eric Gutterman. Still waiting uh -huh. on this cocksucker right here. Unreal. I think I think he hinted that he mailed it to you. Bullshit. <laughs> 
both. I, I have two two bills signed for you, and somewhere here, but um, you do. It was on the same bed. I doubled down, double or nothing. Either that, either that, or I put it in a slot machine. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that was my concern. I had to put the money somewhere else because I kept on almost accidentally spending them. Yeah, yeah. I'm All very right. proud of that. I have it somewhere here in the office. I don't know. Still it. proud of it. You can't find it. Show, show them yours, Alex. This is when you're proud of something. This is when you're proud of something. He's got it framed, right? Look at that. That's yeah. when you're proud. Not I can't find it. I don't want to hear how proud you are. Get the Dude. That. That's the oh, man God. right Whoa. there. Look, now he's looking. Stop looking. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Stop. It's embarrassing. Stop looking. I found one of them. <laughs> oh, here you go. <laughs> the biggest bill ever from me because my staff are idiots. I doubled, <laughs> I doubled down on my staff. You, 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 just, we'll I'll tell everybody what that was, it was about. It was, was Fubar. We were oh. uh, when we were making the and, Fubar. That was the first one. And when, we making, when we were making Fubar cigar, right? Mm. Eric says, "What? What's Fubar?" I said, "How do you know what Fubar?" Seriously, I said, "Fubar fucked up beyond all recognition." Because nobody's gonna know that. I said, "Are you crazy?" It's been in like twenty movies. You know, saving Pride Ryan, Tango and Cash. I said, people know the word FUBAR. He's like, nah, nobody knows. I said, you want to bet? Yeah. So I called in one of the guys on the floor. Literally, hey, do you know what FUBAR means? Looks at me deadpan. I'm like, fuck. Sign the bill. I, I said, dude, he's an idiot. Let's go double or nothing. And I called the one guy who always knows every stupid fact in the world. I'm thinking this is hands down. I'm getting my bill back. I'm good. I call in. Fucking Adam. I'm shocked. Uh, yeah, shocked. that would have been my safe bet, too. He knows every useless, Absolutely stupid fucking shocked. thing. I'm thinking this is a cinch. I'm in like gold. <laughs> Adam had no clue what FUBAR was. So. I knew what it was, like, but I didn't know that it, it was an acronym for something. Yeah. So, so yeah, Snafu. I had no idea. You know, SNAFU is an acronym. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Hold SNAFU is situation, situation normal, all fucked up. Do you have a box of St. It's, it's a military acronym. Situation normal, yeah, all fucked up. Radio live. Do you have a box of St. Prevention? <laughs> no. So Eric's prepared. still in the box. Eric's, Eric's trying to get the box. Well, either way, tell us about the new Las Provencias. I can't even pronounce it. Caballero. Can you get a picture, Paul? Camagüey? The St. Provencia. There it is. How do you pronounce it? The Camagüey? Uh, yes, that's Camagüey. Camagüey. This is the cigar. I don't have the box because it's on its way back. The only box that we had. It's in the tray. Is the show blend, it's the it's, blend different? Yeah, yeah. The blend changes every year. Uh, uh, this is a beautiful dark Cabana wrapper, uh, medium body. The cigar's fantastic. I'm smoking one right now. And um, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, if, if you get a picture of it, Paul, I can explain it a lot better. Uh, yeah, I'm who, trying to get it. Yeah, who, okay. I'm going to tell you what. That's what I loved about it the most, man. Because, listen, I, I got I got. I got a couple of your old boxes up here, and they're gorgeous. But God, they're so fucking unretailer friendly. This new packaging, I love it. And you yeah, did it in a way you did it in a way that was retailer friendly, but it's still artistically cool. So that's my son's baby. I mean, he 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 does everything. You know, he, he comes up with the concept, of, you know, on the box, and then he works uh, carefully with a uh, with a Cuban artist that uh, you know he. Uh, you know, he paints everything, and then Hector does the blend, and uh, my son comes up with the uh, with the artwork. Now, it, the way it is, I, I mean, you know, if he shows you a box, uh, it's two it, it's two paintings inside one box because it slides open. 
Yeah, yeah. Let me get here. So, I mean, I got the same it's one. This is the only thing. This is the you got only it? Thing. I can't. So, anyway. Um, there it is. There it is. Now, if you notice, the, the things on the side, um, you know, that, that's a cool picture, but that's without the plexiglass on top of it, if you can tell. Uh, you see how one uh, touches the corner there? Now, yeah. when we were displaying it, it couldn't. you couldn't open it all the way up. And, of course, my son calls. He's cringing. Dude, that's not the way you display it. You got to open it all the way up. It doesn't fit. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't fit in that, that damn plexiglass, you know? So he was cringing. Uh, Eric, Eric is talking about the plexiglass case that it's encased it in. It goes inside. Yeah, right, 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 right. Notice the, the, the side to the right that it overlaps because the plexiglass uh, box goes inside. And, um, you know, now it, that one's fine. You know, it opens up fine. But... Um, but if you got the plexiglass in it, you, you know you got to close it up a little bit, and it destroys both of them actually. And um, but it worked out. We sold tons of it. The cigar's amazing. Um, you and uh, uh, eighty other retailers told me, dude, finally shelf. Finally, finally. you know. Jesus. Uh, but those other boxes were so cool too, though. Yeah. Oh, and a shipping nightmare too. Because why? Because they were so long because of the round part. Long the shape, you know, and then yeah. God forbid they, they, they weren't really like, you know, you, you always worried about them getting damaged or, or whatever. So, so for your listeners who, who don't know, the say Provencia, that was six provinces that were in Cuba before Fidel Castro took power. Now I think there's 13, 14, I don't know. And, um, you know, it's it's a, a tribute, a homage to my dad. Uh, uh, you know, he's still with us, 87 years old, and my son wanted to do some a tribute to him, so... Uh, this is the fourth one, Kamaway. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, and uh, we have uh, one left and maybe two. Um, but, uh, you know, he thinks about this. Now he's working on the, the fifth one as we speak because I don't want to go through what we went through at this trade show, not having samples, not having, you know, everything that we need. And we weren't the only one. It's everybody. Everywhere I, I talked to, everybody I talked to, you know, they struggled on getting samples and, and and their product, you know, uh, at the show on time. So it is what it is, but I don't want to go through that again. No. The shipping's just a nightmare these days. Well, I mean, I'm not going to get involved in that, but that's your people's, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, so listen, we all know you always got great Vegas stories. What were some of the best uh, Vegas stories from this year's trip? Oh, boy. Um, there, there's so many of them. Um, but you know, you, you guys out there, that you guys know, I, I, I like to to gamble a little bit, and I'm in. Um, actually, I went to the uh, Cosmo because that's where my buddies were staying. So one night I go to the Cosmo. We're playing craps, and uh, there's a thing it's called not a the big feature gambling casino. Cosmo, though, right? I said Cosmo's not really a big gambling casino, though, huh? Well, I, I don't know. It's it's more ritzy. It's more bougie. Uh, um, you got there's a, a good steakhouse young- in there. <laughs> I tell you what, they, they got a well, not at the Cosmo, but we ate at a place called Dim Tai Fung at the Aria right next door. Wow. I love the Aria. Uh, have you ever eaten at a restaurant? No, yeah. I've seen it though. Yeah. I went, to, say, I went to Wing Lee, Wing Wing Lays, which you never heard of, but I don't know if you know this, but Wing Lays is the only Michelin rated Chinese restaurant in North America. Was it wow. good? It was real good. So it was really, really good. We're playing craps, and there's a, a craps. There's a bet called the features bet, which if you roll two, three, four, five, six, it pays thirty to one. Uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve pays thirty to one. 
And if you get both of those sides, uh, it pays 150 to one before you roll a seven. And I'm, I'm rolling with my guy, uh, uh, Abe, who you know he is, Chris Basso. And um, we already hit the higher side. All we need is the double one to to win 150 to one. And I got $25 up there, you know. It's not a lot, but you know, 150. We already won uh, uh, 30 to one. So he's rolling. Everything is good. And he looks at me. He goes, in order to hit the double one, you got to throw it hard. And as soon as he threw it, I knew it was over with because I, he, everything's going well. And he throws it hard. Blah, 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 and I swear on my life, double one. I mean, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I made like five grand on, on, wow. on that row. And uh, I couldn't believe it that he did that. And, um, you know, I hit that. I hit a bunch of some jackpots and all that. I hit a jackpot for 20 grand. And I think I broke even, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. My <laughs> a lot of people think, well, here's the thing. I was in a real, real bad spot. I lose my credit card on Thursday. Check, oh. out, this, check out this story. 30 minutes before getting on my – I stopped to put gas before I was going to the airport. I can't find my credit card. So I'm thinking, how do I pay for the rooms? How do I pay for this? I only got one credit card. I don't use the American Express. Now, I uh, called the American Express and um, to send me a card overnight. It's Thursday. I can get it Friday. I can talk to the host. Hey, listen, bro, I'll put the credit card. Anyway, my credit card never made it. Thank God that uh, uh, Jack, you know, his credit card is attached to mine. And it's got the same credit limit. So um, that's how I paid everything. But I didn't have the credit card on me. And I was never around with Jack. So everything I had to pay, I had to pay with cash. So I, you know, I, I spent a, a, a pretty chunk of money in cash. So I really don't know, you know, what I want, what, you know, or what have you. But so I get back and American Express sends me some emails on how people try to uh, charge a credit card. And they went to a vape store whom my friend owns. Oh, whom, that's great. Whom is a cop. In the city where my where my warehouse is. Oh my god! So I called him up. I said, Stephen, I I need you to you know show the uh you know look at the at so and so time, look at the cameras and blah blah blah. So the story gets better. He sort of shows me a picture of the guy. The guy's sort of a, a bum that hangs out in that gas station. Whom I bought a sandwich for that day. Who he asked me for money, and I got him a sandwich. Okay, so no good deed goes unpunished. I'm waiting, looking around. I'm asking, you know, the guy to help me look for my credit card, blah, 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 all this shit. He's the one who took the credit card, okay? So um, I'm thinking about where I should arrest him or not. And I know the guy's hard on his luck or whatever, but he's got a rap sheet. So I go into the, the gas station this morning. I want to talk to the owner because I know him. And uh, the owner wasn't there, but there was a couple ladies there. And uh, oh, did you find your credit card, da, 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 whatever? And I said, no, but I know who took it. And then she tells me, look, you got to be careful of this one guy. And it's the same guy. He stole our tip jar here one day. So after she told me that, look, Monday, I'm going to have him picked up. And it maybe helps him out to spend a couple of days in jail. You know, I'm not that guy. But he really put me in a bad spot. You know, uh, just scumbag, you know. And, uh, you know, I get the guy a freaking sandwich. And that's what he pays me. Yep. You know, but it is what it is. Wow. What a story. <laughs> no corporation stories um well, we had a couple you know i was looking for you to do you know uh um you know to play a little bit i did good in vegas this year what's that i did good did you 
I did Where okay. I, I, I didn't do bad. I, I, I know I won a little bit. How much did I win? I have no idea. But my I, host. I, go ahead. I, I, I ended up with all the cash I spent and whatever. I ended up still coming home with like um, five grand more than I left. Wow. That's so, nice, bro. Well, well, listen to me. I've never played slots in my life. I'm I'm an anti-slot player. Slots are stupid. They're sucker games. They're sucker games. But hold on. Danny Briggs got me on this fucking slot game. Hot stuff. Oh, my God. Hot roll, uh, uh, hot roll or hot stuff? Hot stuff. And uh, hot, hot, hot stuff. And it plays this disco music. And there's a little red devil. And let me tell you something. I played that, you know. You can win the, the the biggest jackpot. The progressive is on that. It's typically used anywhere from different casinos from ten to seventeen thousand. You know, there's no million dollar jackpot, but you win a. Oh, is that your ticket? Can't see it. It's too. It's too bright, right? It's too bright. Uh, oh, there it is. Oh, there you go. Yeah, what? you're not you're not winning any one thing. So I got a little dick, little plate on that. Didn't you know? Maybe one, three, four hundred, five hundred dollars throughout you know a couple of tries playing. Then uh, played blackjack. I want Vinny was telling me about the high roller room and how it's nice because it's not too jammed and no one interrupts the shoe. So I went there one night and I made about two grand that night. And then on the last night, so last night. I, I talked about it on the show yesterday. It was me, Juan, Jeff and his Jen, uh, Juan and his girl, the Briggs boys, and Alfredo El Cruz, and we were just drinking pina coladas after that. Juan, Juan Lopez or Juan Cancel? Juan Cancel. And I, I, we don't. None of us remember anything about half, halfway through the afternoon. We were just gone. Uh, fell asleep on the bathroom floor. Um, I woke up at nine. Oh yeah, I got obliterated. Woke up at about 9.30, which I don't remember waking up because I Brandy couldn't get me off the bathroom floor. But I woke up, got into bed, and I know I did because I was texting the Briggs guys. I said, are you guys alive? And Danny replied barely and whatnot. And then I finally woke up at 12.30. And then I'm like, fuck, I can't go to bed now. So I went down, caught Nimish, of course, still drinking at the bar. Uh, we went and played a little blackjack. You ever play free bet blackjack? That's a sucker's game, bro. Fucking worst. It sounds good, but wow, it's the worst. So I lost some money there. Then we went to regular blackjack, lost some money. Then we hit that that slot machine, made me like a hundred bucks. And it was about four in the morning at this point. I said, ah, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go to bed." I do a corporation with Don Patel. I don't know if you know Don Patel. No, uh, but on the way back, I stopped at the high roller room again and uh, put up two thousand, and I got to fifty six hundred. See, I'm never going to be the guy that wins 20 or 30 grand because I just got to walk away. As soon as I get, stop, right? Yeah, yeah. as soon as I get a couple of thousand. How do you stop away. when you're hot, dude? That's when you because, clock them. Because, listen, I'm up three grand. How do I leave? just fuck with three grand? What's so, three grand going to do for you, bro? Three grand is still three I, grand. I like a new purse. I mean, let me tell you. So I, I'm at 5,600, and then me and these two girls were killing it. And then um, this Asian dude sat down. I was at 5,600. I started with 2,000. And I said, "Look, either I'm gonna get out at six thousand or five thousand, whichever came first. And I got the five thousand. I took my five thousand. I made three grand the night before I left. I, left. I, I got a great story from last year. Um, Mitchell Hirsch, I, you know who he is. He, he had a shop in Chicago. Was he there? I haven't seen him. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Okay, he wasn't there long, but he was there. So last year, he tells me, Eric, give me three hundred, and he gets three hundred from AJ. He puts three hundred. One bet, nine hundred dollars. If we win, we walk away. We lose, we're done. We lose the hand, and AJ looks at me." <laughs> in Spanish 
And and he gives us a hug and he goes to bed. And AJ's looking at me. What was that all about? This gringo <laughs> tells us, you know, in Spanish. And he goes, I'm hurt. I, I go, yeah, I'm hurt too. He goes, let's go to the high roller room. So we get to the high roller room. And here's a guy that doesn't speak one lick of English, okay? Um, we each put three grand in, and I had to put another three grand, and whatever. We take off, and boom, 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 we're winning. And um, and all the chips were in front of him. You talk about a survivor. You talk about a guy that's his mind. And he, the chips are not in order. He just has all the chip there. We got like, you know, I don't like to talk about money, but he presses like I do, and he's got about, I don't know, the bet's like seven grand each. We got two hands, but you, you only press. He's no different than I am, guys. And I want all your listeners to know, we, I'll never bet $7,000 on a hand. I would never do that. I'll bet 100 and if I win, I go 200 300 500 and I press little by little. So he gets us a 7000 7000 And we have a 15 and the dealer's got a 10 and we got a 13 and the dealer's got a 10. And he looks at me, he goes, tells the dealer, Serende. Now, I didn't even know he knew what that word meant. <laughs> and so what surrender means, you get half your bet back, but you lose. And then we go to the next hand. And he goes, serende. And I go, AJ, you, you got a 13, dude. I mean, you know, he goes, if I surrender both hands, we got exactly 20 grand in front of us, 10 each, and I'm good with that. You know, we made like four grand each because it costs us six grand. Right. And I look at him, I say, hey, that's good with me. I mean, you know, so he surrender, surrender. Uh, gave me a hug and he went to bed. I mean, you know, I never knew that he knew what the word surrender meant. Surrender know? was. <laughs> I don't right. surrender nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of surrender, it's that time. Let's bring our man on, get some uh, updates for the PCA trade show. It's time to see what is the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Koopa. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Good to see you, Abe, back. Uh, I know we, we didn't have a lot of time at the trade show this year. I, I, I only caught you that one moment on the couch. Right. That was it. <laughs> he didn't catch it. <laughs> Wait, I'm messing up. Hey, Coop was a little starstruck with Guy Fieri. He, Guy Fieri spoke to him and his crew for about... 10 15 minutes look at him with wearing the knuckle sandwich shirt today <laughs> listen I, I gotta tell a story about this right so i'll be honest with you i really wasn't very familiar with guy i heard the name but i really never watched his shows i didn't get it okay but but you know i even told hector i said look if you, if you need someone to sit back because there's a lot of people there i said let my guys go i can sit back he said no no go so i went i went up there right and there was a moment that we bonded, right? And it was Bear who kind of teed this up. And Bear said, hey, Coop, you and Guy have something in common. And I'm, I had no idea what this was. And apparently we, we, well, I don't like eggs and Guy doesn't like eggs. He said liquid moment, chicken. Liquid chicken, he called it. Yep. And at that moment, we like embraced and hugged, right? <laughs> and, but, you know, in all reality, I get it why people love this guy. Um. He connects with people in a way I haven't seen before. And, Eric, it's brilliant how you kind of got him into the industry. He's like almost the perfect fit uh, for what we do. And, and listen, I listened to him talk when we were at the reception. This guy loves – this guy loves – is falling in love with the industry. There's no question about it. Um, so it, it was really something special. 
Awesome. He, he's only gonna he's only gonna help. I mean, he you yeah. know I I told everybody not just Espinosa cigars. He's gonna help the whole industry. Because if he ever gets to do a documentary or something that has to do, you know, here's a guy who, and I don't want to cut you off, Coop, but he goes to the NBA uh, All-Star game and he's got a cigar in his mouth <laughs> in the arena, you know, and if it was me, sir, you got to take that out of your mouth. You know, him, he doesn't give a, he doesn't give no, a fuck. No. He'll, he'll leave it in his mouth and then, you know, and, and who's going to throw him out of there? You know what I mean? And he does that all the time. Yeah. You, you know, we talk about the trade show. Dude. Day two had to be the most bizarre day at a trade show ever because what you had going on in the afternoon was you had the Fuente Padron unveiling happening on one end and then nearby Eric Spoos had Guy Fieri in there twice so you had these like it was interesting because you had these crowds in one area like they, the booths weren't far from each other on the trade show you had the crowd you had these crowds at the Espinosa booths and the Fuente Padron and the rest of the trade show looked empty actually is what was happening so it, I had never seen anything like that happen at a trade show before. Nice. All right, Scoop. What, what, what's all right, Coop? What's going on? What's what's what you got for us this week? She yeah, it's all stuff. It's all trade show stuff. Um, I'll, I'll start this one off because I actually this was a little bit of a controversial thing that that I went and printed, but there was an outbreak of COVID nineteen at the trade show. Now, people may say are saying to me, "Is this a big? Why is this a big deal?" It could happen at a trade show. Yes, it could happen. But it is the first time it's happened at one of the cigar big events. I mean, Abe, there was nothing that we really reported. I at the don't think that's factual. I think the first TPE during COVID. TPE, yes. TPE. Yeah. That, we don't know that. We don't know that. You can't prove that. You can't prove it because there was no testing back then. It, there's, there's no way you can kind of correlate. You could, you could guess it, but no one, no one even knew what COVID was back then. Lying bed, lying in bed, and not being able to move. I, I think that's proof enough. I mean, my yeah. son, and yeah. I, and I threw up for three yeah. days straight, and and all that. So I, I again, mean, we yeah. we it could have been, but we don't know. But this is in the pandemic era. This is the first major one that's happened. Um, you know, again, people are saying it's a P, it's not PCA's fault. I mean, again, the nature of our business makes it tough because we don't just gather. It's tougher to, for us to social distance. We smoke, we hug, we do those types of things. So it is tougher. I mean, the only thing I would say maybe the PCA should have did, and they, I don't think they realize this, is this did affect a lot of the international travelers because there's ramifications if these guys fly back um, home and they're tested as positive. Um, they could they could technically be quarantined in some pretty bad locations and stuff. Like that. So, so I think they should have announced it, but they didn't. What can PCA do about it, Coop? I mean, they can't do anything about it, but I think they should have at least informed that there was some positive outbreaks. Um, because, I, like I said, some of the international people, it's difficult for them when they have to travel back and they, you know, they can't get home because of that. Yeah, and, and, but that, that should be an individual. I mean, you, if you know there's a wear a mask or not wear a mask, what, what, what right. do you think? What, how would the PCA have communicated with these travelers going home on the last day? Well, they could have did Monday Monday night when the first cases were reported, and that's when I started getting word of it. And I know I know PCA was aware of it Monday night. I understand, night. but Monday night, a lot of people left Monday, and then most everybody left Tuesday. What is it you but, thought they were going to do? They got an email. You get an email saying, hey, we just want to let everyone know that there was a uh, reported. If that's your big beef, Coop, so, so be it, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying know, that that's the only thing. It's not a big beef, is, but. This it's, is it's, not a trade show thing. Abe, this is the you're wrong. You're wrong, Abe. Abe, no, you're 100% wrong. Let me finish. Well, let me finish, okay? No, finish this too. is a, 
Okay, this is a, a what the organization is trying to be more transparent, and they're doing a very good job of it. What did you have to lose by doing this? I mean, that's all I'm just saying. What did you have to lose Listen, by doing? I don't this? think you have anything to lose. I don't, right. don't think so, you got to be criticized over it either. I didn't criticize. I just said that's probably the only uh, thing. They I kind of think you are criticizing them a little bit. If you want okay. to be honest with it. I mean, you can have an opinion, okay. but he said they should have done, you, you, you're criticizing them. This is the modern world. Like you said, it's a COVID world. I just went international. I went to three different countries. Okay. We had a wedding. Some family members were sick. They, My uncle didn't go to the wedding. Some, you know, this is the world we live in. You're going to combat it and you're going to be a. But Abe, when you have international travelers, you can't. You, you had to, they had to be informed. That's my point. This there were a lot of people who came international into this trade show this year. Well, Coop, you did a great job informing everybody. Okay, but they were already flown out by the time we reported that. Mm. I, I get it, Abe. You and I differ on the whole COVID thing. You, I, I get it, but, I, I but this differ, one, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. disagree with what you're saying. Right. It's good to know so you can come back, guys yeah. like Eric who have babies, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's something to criticize them over. It's not, okay, I'm not blaming the PCA. I'm not blaming the it PCA. Sounds like it kind of are. No, I'm not. Did I say no? Blaming the PCA says, well, they should have, like, you know. That's exactly not, what you said. They should have. They should have sent a communication. I'm not blaming them for the COVID outbreak. Okay. I'm sorry we disagree on that. that yeah. That's no, why. Cool I, that's why I love this show, bro. Because you guys speak freely. <laughs> no, I mean and we. we just, and, and then you guys go get a beer, dude. That's yeah, that. no, that's exactly. No, what there's no harm, no foul. I mean, we, we, Coop and I have not kind of been in agreement on this whole topic from since 2020. Right. But you know, there was. Listen, for a guy who's not always thrilled and positive about the trade show, and and look, I, and I really wasn't gonna go i mean i literally had made a public decision in my company right. said i'm not going i'm not getting back on a plane on friday i just got back yeah uh, that's a lot i'm glad i'm glad i went and it was a good it, show it, and, no and, and abe i'll say it it was a good show it was a good show we, that's that's something you know that is a positive i gave it a b i thought it was a b show for sure and that's a big improvement over what we've seen the last few years a b is a fair score yeah i think it is um B's look i think score. there were a lot of things that we saw at the trade show that were really, I mean, they had a lot of good things that happened at this trade show. And I think even if you didn't have Fuente Padron and even if you didn't have um, Guy Pieri, this would have been still a very good trade show. It was it was a way, way better show than last year. It showed yeah. some progress. Do they still have a, some road to travel? Absolutely. But you could tell there was more of a conscientious, conscientious effort this year. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, I thought attendance-wise it was better. Oh, for sure. I mean, we sort of drop off on Monday and Tuesday, but that happens every year, you know, regardless. Yep. So, and in fact, I thought the last I think day part was of the problem is they need to stop doing it on a weekend because that's what happens. Everybody wants to get back to work on Monday. So, yeah, come Saturday, they'll come Sunday, they'll catch a red eye Sunday night, go back to work on Monday morning. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, it, it, um, it definitely is. I mean, because I remember some of the other trade shows when they were not over the weekend. It, I think this was less of a problem with it. But for the most part, um, the, when I observed the last day this year, there was a lot more business being done at the, in that last hour than I've seen in a few years. In fact, we were trying to cover a few booths, and we were literally scattering and splitting up because of the um, the trap. You know, there was there was orders being written. It wasn't just people tire kicking there as well. By the way, Coop, your your team is fantastic. I don't normally say this. They're very respectful. Very, I mean, you know, there's always this one guy who who. And and, and th which I had that incident, but um, your team is 
fantastic. Every, all your guys are very respectful, very, very great, very gracious. They, they a plus to them, bro. Thank you very much, Eric. It means a lot. Uh, I mean, one thing that we've done on Coop is this: we've really kept our team together over the years, and we haven't had a lot of turmoil. And it's I, I'm blessed to work alongside these guys. Uh, it's just it makes my job a lot easier. And uh, it's interesting because I don't do the trade show floor interviews. Bear does them because I'm actually more comfortable doing like the podcast type setting. But when you kind of do that trade show thing, it's, it's, it's a roving reporter type thing. And bear just has a real gift to do that. So that's why he he's done it. And we, uh, we were really happy this year in terms of, we shot about half a terabyte of video to give you an idea how much video we shot this year. So is it one of your guys that the father's a guitarist for one of the major bands, rock bands? Yeah, so it's not Aaron Loomis, it's Aaron Nielsen. His father is uh, the founder of the band Cheap Trick. Uh, That's Rick, right. And he's known for playing the guitar with, with five necks. So, But Aaron is a, a true hardcore cigar guy. And he's our, he's been our photographer the last couple of years. And uh, like I said, he really knows cigars. And uh, he probably smokes the most of the of the of all the members of the Coop team. This guy uh, is is just like I said, he's hardcore. He knows the industry, and uh, he's done a great job. He had a little bit of a challenge getting out there this year, unfortunately. So he didn't get out till he was supposed to be out there Friday, but he had something unfortunate happen at home that we couldn't get out there till Sunday morning. So Saturday was a rough day for me because we were I had to do double duty with the photography and the writing, which wasn't easy. All right, we got a lot of stuff to jam in the last twenty minutes, Coop. Let's get to some news. What what what's going on this week in the cigar industry? Um, yeah. So I think uh, obviously the big announcement was Fuente Padron this week at the trade show. This is a it was a very high profile release. We don't know much about the release other than Carlito Fuente blended one cigar for George uh, for Jose Orlando Padron the patriarch of the Padron family. And George Padron uh, blended a cigar for uh, the late Carlos Fuente Sr. The cigars were shown uh, at the trade show. Big, They had a big booth. It's a big box uh, with two trays, one with the Padron cigar, one with the Fuente cigar. But we don't know how to order it. We don't know what the pricing is. All we know you, is it, You expect to see it before 2024? No. Uh, 2023. Maybe not... 2022 but maybe i think 2023 we'll okay, see definitely it. not 2022 and i'll be shocked if it drops in 2023 yeah i i, I, I don't even think any of those cigars were real probably so not we know as much as we knew in 2020 exactly well i was gonna we say know, we know what the box is gonna look we like know. yeah that's what we learned yeah you know yeah it, it's for sure um i mean like i said i don't even think a lot of people are gonna see that cigar at least initially, I think it's, you know, I think a lot of, there'll probably be one box for retailer. And I, I know a lot of retailers will probably keep it for themselves, you know, just as a collectible thing. So it'll be interesting to see that. And then whether they break the boxes up or not, I think, you know, that's going to be another story. Cause when you have, when you, when you sell something like that, and Abe, you, I think you maybe could appreciate this. A lot of times you don't want to break up the box. Uh, you want to sell that unit. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm not really that enthralled in figuring it out until we actually know when it's going to arrive. Yep. What else you got going on? All right. So there was an interesting little story that happened out at a trade show, and it came from uh, room the room 101 booth this this week. Um, there were a couple of brands that were being showcased at the trade show. I don't want to say they were being 
quote unquote orders taken for them. But um, it was interesting that they were um, being displayed there. And one of those brands in particular was um, a, a Sancho Panza. So Sancho Panza is a brand that's being sold by General that Matt Boots has been involved with. And um, he basically worked on, on on this project to kind of regenerate or reinvigorate Sancho Panza. He worked on the artwork with it. Uh, there was another brand called Los Stados being displayed there. But these were two brands that are, in general, uh, cigar that were not Room 101 cigars. So it's kind of an interesting thing because, you know, General technically isn't at the trade show, but these products were being displayed at the Room 101 booth. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a little interesting thing that we saw this year. If, you, if anyone wondered about the connection with Matt and General, there you go. I thought it was a little tacky. Um, it Well, you know, it's not been done before. You know, like I said, we don't see Davidoff doing that with Ferrier Tago is what I'm saying. Yeah, they, they, they should just get a booth already. Get a booth, yeah. come back, sell your stuff. You want to sell your stuff, come back and sell your stuff. Yep. What else you got uh, going on? Another another announcement that we kind of got a chance to break the story on is uh, a lot of people heard of the uh, Tatuaje Pork Tenderloin, um, which is a it's an iconic release done by Pete Johnson. Uh, it's the it's it was a single store release for a store in Massachusetts. It had the butcher paper on it. it became really one of the legendary sought after Tatuaje cigars. Um, at the trade show, uh, Pete Johnson actually announced a cigar called uh, the Tatuaje Tuxla. Lomo de Cerdo. Lomo de Cerdo is Spanish for pork tenderloin. And what this is, is it's part of the Tuxco series uh, in that he is Mexican wrapping that cigar. So it has the Mexican uh, wrapper on it, kind of what he did with the other Tuxco cigars a, a couple of months ago. So that cigar, uh, you can expect to start seeing that cigar later this year. Uh, but that was definitely kind of a, uh, a bomb that a lot of people, if you're a Tatuaje fan, were very excited about with that. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's going to be a big hit. I think it. I think it is too, um, for sure. So I think it's something to, worth watching as as well. Um, PCA exclusive cigars. If you're, you know, they do a lot of the PCA exclusive cigars that are going to be sold on the trade show floor. Alec Bradley. There was um, a lot. There was more this year. Yeah. Yep. Alec Bradley did something a little different. Rather than release a uh, a cigar, they released a sampler, um, and it's called the New Mix Classics. And this is really cool if you if you're an Alec Bradley fan. They brought they brought back four Alec Bradley uh, blends in Toro size uh, and a sampler. You have the Alec Bradley SCR, the Alec Bradley Sanctum, uh, the Alec Bradley Vice, and the Max Connecticut. So if you're a fan of some of those cigars, you want to revisit them, uh, you can go ahead and do that. They they have what I was told is they remastered the blends. These aren't like leftover cigars. They have been reblended to the specifications originally. And um, you can start seeing that on the shelves pretty soon. Wait, that was their PCA release? That was a PCA exclusive release. Really? Yep. I thought, I thought it was a double broadleaf. That's just a regular production? That's a regular production release. Oh, look, I just learned something new. Yes. Yep. So that's the double broadleaf is the one that's using the Honduran grown broadleaf uh, yeah. in, in that. Yep. And then they also had uh, Project uh, the project. Uh, so what is that called? The Graveyard Sampler? The Graveyard Sampler. <laughs> I mean, seriously, those are all brands that have, <laughs> I mean, just died on shelves. Um, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's interesting. I know, I know people. The Max, know the Max, the Max, the Max still sells. Max yeah. still sells well. It exists, but the other. Thing I mean, the SCR yeah. had its following for a while. Um, Sanctum really wasn't out that long ago uh vice also had its following at one point 
I'm surprised they don't bring back that red velvet. What was it called? Started a Primus Prime Prime P. Started with a P. That first like super premium they made with the red, oh, red velvet. Yeah. Fuck. Prime. Right. Prime. It's called Prime. Yep. Yeah. P R Y M E. It was something like that. I, I, I got a jewel now. That was like their first, like, really high-end premium cigar. Next time we have Alan Rubin on, tell him that you want to make it, just like the uh, the trilogy, and uh, he'll bring it back for you. <laughs> All right, well, anything else got going on, Coop? Uh, the last thing, I mean, there's a lot, but I'll say another big story just folks may want to know is there's a major rebranding of the Illusioni portfolio that's in process. Uh, they started re, uh, introducing uh, new branding, new packaging, new size names for the original documents in both the uh, Abano, excuse me, the Corojo, the uh, Candela, and the Maduro. There is a Habano line also going to be introduced at uh, next year under original documents. The interesting thing about that Habano line is it's going to be made by AJ Fernandez, uh, while the other stuff comes out of uh, the uh, Aganorsa factory. I think uh, this is a great move. I, did you see it, Abe? I, I agree. I, I, I think it was I a great move as well. A great move. Streamline yeah. it, make it understandable to the new consumer. So much less confusing. In fact, I, you know who I think should be inspired by this move? Pete Johnson. I, I, we had this discussion as he's, last night. he's got another one. His stuff is all over the map. You don't even know how to list it on the website. Yeah. What, what, and under what category? Yeah. No, this is a but, great but, move by Dion. It, it, it's not landing until next year, but showing it was key. I, I'm, I'm uh, absolutely. And, and look, if you saw pictures of it, you're probably going to, you know, be a little negative on it. But when you see it in person, uh, and if you look, if I'm a consumer or a retailer, I get it. This this was a great move that they did. It when you looks look good, at yeah. the Illusion line on a humidor store shelves, there's no connection to any of them. Right. You don't know here, what's here, going on. Here's the issue with that. He showed it to me, and I think it looks fantastic. But a lot of consumers are going to say that the blend changed. Uh, listen, it happens to me all yeah. the time. I mean, you know. Okay, uh, so I could I could give you testimonies of overhauls like that that have been very successful. Camacho, extremely successful overhaul. I um, mean, th th that's fine. I'm just telling you my experience. And, I and, gotta, and, and consumers that believe the blends change, and there are those guys. They're always weird, and they think like that kind of stuff. But I think it's going to get far made up for with new people who will recognize the line and maybe try it who didn't understand it before. So I, I, I'm I'm betting that's a winner. That's a winning move right there. For do, do, you, do you know the reasoning behind all this? Um, look, Tell us. The, the biggest issue we're the having here with as, Eric Espinosa. The, the biggest issue we're having here as, as manufacturers, and I'm sure Dion, who's a good friend of mine, uh, is having the same issue: is getting bands, getting packaging, getting everything. So if, if he simplifies his life by simplifying the bands, by making everything, then you, if you don't change the font. Okay, you can get bands a lot faster and, and you can because everyone tells you, uh, you know, back orders are good. They're not good. They're not good for uh, the retailers. They're not good for manufacturers because out of sight, out of mind. So I think it's a brilliant idea. Uh, if there's always this one a-hole that's going to say the blend change. I mean, here's a guy whose cigars are fantastic. By the way, right. it, it, most of all his cigars, his Epernade is one of the best cigars in, in the industry. Um, you know, if he can get away with, you know, people not saying that the blend the blend change and all that kudos to him i mean i think it's a, a brilliant idea yeah you know but i've gone through that and uh, you know i got the number six cigar of the year with the with the and cigar for sonata with the 601 blue and 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 
everyone said that, you know, the blend changed. But if he can simplify his life and, and get these bands on time and get them down in Nicaragua or, or whoever makes his bands, uh, it's just going to simplify his life and he's going to be able to have product because the issue we're having is not even cigars. The issue we're having right now is all the packaging. No, I get that, Eric, but I'm just talking from a consumer standpoint. It's going to be so much more relatable. I mean, if you've been following Dion from day one and you know his evolution, you're a little bit more familiar, but, but a new consumer coming into the line, it's, yeah. it's not translatable. You know, I think he's going to have very good results on the retail side. Uh, that, that's uh, my that's my bet. Abe, hey, we agree on this one, yeah. I thought it was it was much easier and simpler to understand. In fact, the first thing I said is I hope Pete would do it. Pete, Pete's another one that stuff's like all over the map. It's hard to understand yeah. the brand yeah. if you're just getting, looking at it. And I think that's I think that's kind of what maybe Dan even realized with the, with these new consumer bases. Let's face it, there are new consumers every year, and it's not translating well to that base. So ho- hopefully it'll be as successful as he believes it'll be. Because I think his cigars are good enough that I I think that I agree. It'll, it'll work. Eric, it, let's face it, it. I'm in retail. A lot of good cigars, a lot of great cigars, don't sell well. Yeah, doesn't always yeah. mean it's what sells. The, 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 the packaging, the packaging gets you to try at least once. It's a multitude yeah. of things. Yeah. All right. Anything else going on, Coop? Uh, last thing, just mentioned because this is going to get some headlines over the next few weeks. Uh, there is a, I guess, Fuente in general are going to be uh, battling over um, the X trademark. Uh, Fuente filed a lawsuit against General uh, using the X in a cigar called the Cao BX3. Uh, I guess CAO is countering with this judgment. So watch for this one. Um, now, I just I want to yeah. say something here because there was a lot of flack on Fuente. I, and, I think, I, and I think a lot of people don't understand how trademark law works. And I think that's where a lot of people are kind of sometimes a little bit ignorant about stuff. There are certain things you have to enforce. Otherwise, you open the door to yep. different types of exposure of your mark being used um tell you a funny story i i had the first interaction with fuente on a 3x term because those who have been following smoke in and and know our history know that we came up with the triple maduro blend that camacho had become famous for and known and when i was working on that project i literally trademarked every variation of maduro i could think of of triple maduro triple maduro 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 cubed um puro maduro uh and then one of my marks i think it was probably 12 of them was maduro times three guess who i got a call from carlito well not carlito himself, oh, the lawyer, the lawyers not even a lawyer just one of the one of the people i knew inside the company and they asked me not to pursue the mark my response to them was really, really simple because at that time you know i was trying to protect my intellectual property with the triple maduro line i said look I'll, I'll drop the mark i have no problem but you have to promise me that if someone else does it you're going to litigate against them too which they do and they obviously do so you know i think everybody thinks it's petty and everybody you know thinks and you have to remember this is a company that spent shit, what was it 10 years fighting yeah. for the right to use that x against opus wines you know, wine, they which spent is bigger a lot than of anybody. money yeah. for the right. They spent a lot of money for the right to use that word X. So, it's very hard to criticize intellectual property protection. That's why they have a judge and they look at it and they make a decision. But you know, yeah. you are forced because if this and this is what happens if somebody comes out with something that is similar to your intellectual property, and someone else later does even something else. And 
you have a problem with them, they can use a case argument. Well, hey, you knew these guys did it and you didn't pursue them. And they can win based on that. So it's very, very tri- tricky in, 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 in trademark litigation. Yeah, so, it, sets a, it sets a precedent, right? It sets a precedent. I think, you know, before everybody jumps on fire and criticize and, oh, man, there's stuff you just don't understand when it comes to trademark law. I mean, you know, you can't. That's why Steve Saka gets upset when someone makes a soccer squash thing, even though it's nice and whatever. But, you know, he lets one guy do it and doesn't shut it down. You know, it just opens the door for anybody to start doing it. And that's yeah. where it becomes problematic. Yeah, no, AB, right. In fact, it was interesting. Because I didn't know a lot about this a few years ago. Pete Johnson was actually the one who educated me a lot on, on a lot of this, you know, some of the stuff he went through. So, which you're right, you have to, in the end, you have to, that's why a lot of these, they may seem petty, but you have to protect the mark. I, I totally and, get and guys, just, just to let you guys know, um, a lot of these things that happen, Carlito doesn't know because you're paying an attorney to, to protect, protect your brand. Right. right. And then, and then there's ways, listen, it's, hey, listen, you guys want to laugh? I mean, I made a, a brand for, for uh, Juan Cancel called Guadalupe, and AJ's attorney <laughs> sent Juan Cancel a letter, you know, and, and AJ makes some of Juan Cancel cigars, and then AJ, well, I didn't know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't know about this, <laughs> you know what I mean? So of course it was, it was squashed, no big deal. But uh, a lot of things, you know, I had a guy from New York reach out to me. He 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 put a lot on by, and and you know, my attorney sent him a letter which I didn't know anything about, you know. So, you know, they I don't know how much Carlito know, you know, or, or general knew about, you know, the situation, but you, you pay attorneys to, to protect your, your trademark. And the, the, most of the times, you know, the manufacturer not involved. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I read a lot of criticism and consumers who are jumping down their throats, but it's just bigger than being petty. You know, there, there's legal precedence that has to be maintained, which personally, I think trademark intellectual property law is the worst because at the end of the day too, you could be right, and it's just who can endure the, the lawsuit yeah. the longest. Money, money wins those cases. That's yep. just, that's the sad part about it. So, yeah. yep. All right. Anything else going on, Coop? Uh, I think that'll be it for today. Yeah, we will have uh, more. We'll be talking about some, some right. of the PCA stuff. Hits. Just my little add-on here. One of my favorite posts of of the trade show. This, this whole trip, I got to put it up there. My favorite post of the trade show. Time capsuling William Cooper to 2052. Uh, this was good. This was good, Abe. <laughs> you, know, you know, Abe, I have that. Sh- I have a shirt exactly like that. Oh, my God. William Cooper. This I is William Cooper out. in the future at the 2052 PCA trade show. I mean, yeah, it does look just like him. Dude, it's I just, had to take his picture without him noticing. I came around the corner. I'm like, oh, Jesus. That guy interviewed oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? I have no idea. He's just oh. some guy. I have no idea. It was good. It was good. It was good work, Avon. I got to give you that. All right. Yeah, it was good work. Like I said, I actually have that green shirt. I'm going to try to pull it out and wear it. Side by side. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's – we got um, a couple segments real quick. We're going to pound out before the end of the show. We got a special edition of Tale of the Tapes. Um, Is there an intro to this? I don't even know. No. No. We're going All to right. fire in, especially now. We're short on time. We're going to fire yeah, well, in. I came in the last, at the end here, so somebody prep this up what we're doing here. All right. So, um, as some of you seen, we kind of posted in Smoke and Social and, and talked about. So, Hearst Potato Chips out of Pennsylvania released three new flavors that they are running a contest. They are all Philadelphia-themed flavors, and um, whichever one gets the most votes on their website will become a regular line. So, 
our friend Marty Rafter happened to send us some, which I sent out to the guys, and we are going to do a quick tasting and uh, be the judge ourselves. So, with that being said, the first one is a, no surprise here called Whiz Wit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna like the Philadelphia term, which essentially means cheese whiz, fried onions on your cheesesteak. So, a Whiz Wit. That means that's fried whiz. onions. Yeah, that's a whiz Philadelphia. Wit. Yeah, this is these are all Whiz Wits means With cheese. cheese whiz, fried onions on your cheesesteak. Now. It is weird having that flavor from a these, chip, but it's good. These are dog shit to me. To me, what honest? happened to my chips? You weren't here, bro. I tried to get them here. Oh, I you couldn't get, I, I okay. couldn't get in touch with anybody. I don't have that. I was yeah. mailing these myself. Not bad. Like, not, not bad. Thing, they're almost, to me, it's a cheese troll and a potato chip. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'll, I'm on that. Straight cheese. Not my, not my favorite cheesy chip. Not, Not my favorite. I was expecting a little I'll more cheese. Them. Yeah, but yeah, but it's like a cheese curl and potato chip. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next one. You can't really see this. You can kind of see it, but all right. So long this hot. one was the one that really interested me. This is what the hell is long hots? Sharp provolone and long, long hots. Long hots is yeah, it's a long Italian oh. pepper. This is a staple of like you get a roast pork sandwich, sharp provolone, long hots. Way more subtle, but interesting. I don't really taste the provolone. No, it's overwhelmed by long hot. Yeah, it tastes it, like pepper it, though. It's, it's subtle. Good. It's very subtle. Yes, it's subtle, and that pepper's on the back. The pepper, yeah, especially if you kind of to the back of the tongue, you'll feel yeah, it on the, the powder, back of the tongue. The powder yes. on it, like there's like a powder. I like this one. No, this one. Yeah, good. you do. I'll get one. All right. Moving on, we have the two one five special, which apparently is salt, pepper, ketchup, and hot sauce. Oh, okay. This is named for the area code of Philadelphia. Yeah, two one five is Philadelphia area code. Now I find this very interesting because when we're in the Middle East, there are a lot of weird flavored Pringles, and the Pringles were a little thicker; they weren't as light and fluffy. But one of the flavors they had was ketchup, and my kids were like, "What?" Yeah, we have ketchup potato. I've had ketchup potato chips from Harris. Nope. They're really good. To me, these are the hands down winner. I just I think these are delicious. I was like, these are delicious. Like... They taste like the the ketchup ones, but with a spice on them. With a vinegary spice on them. Yeah. See, my problem is, I'm an anti vinegar guy. Are you? Yeah. Um, and it's oh. vinegar's in there. It's a little too sweet for me. Yeah, it's, it's a little too tangy, right? Yeah, it's a little too sweet for me. Yeah. I, I, I'm going with the long hot. Me too. Yeah, thanks for leaving me out, Alex. Appreciate that. I'm sorry, bro. You weren't, <laughs> weren't here. I Your guy came up to pick up. He's, he had an overnight these to me. I literally. 215, 100% is the best one. I'm going then with the long hot. So we're split. Man, we needed a tiebreaker. I know. Oh, oh shit. Hey, let me get mine. I'll tell you. You spend more time in Philly than I do. I figured you had them already. Well, KMA could not make a decision. It's a two to two vote. Me and Cooper, the Long Hots, Alex, and Paul. Send me some chips. I'll do the tiebreaker. I gotcha. (laughs) Send him some. Do a tiebreaker video. I am. All right. So, real quick, our last segment of the show, Eric. It's a new segment. Oh, shit. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Gurkha and Juan Lopez. 
it's three simple questions I'm going to ask you, and you're just going to have to tell me what would you rather. How do you like that intro? Nice. Juan Lopez. He's, he's in the IR, though. <laughs> you ready? Yep. Yeah. So, all right. First question. You just have to tell me what, which, which you would rather, all right, and, and why. Would you rather give up gambling in any form forever or give up Italian food forever? I give up gambling. Really? Yeah. You can do that? Give up gambling. Can I do that? Sure. I didn't see you gotta give up all good food, just Italian food. Italian food's the best. I mean, they, they asked that question. Um, what, you know, what country I, I would pick Italian? I know you yeah. like Action Jackson, bro. Yeah, but I, you know, now with my granddaughter, I, I'll slow down. I mean, oh, <laughs> one week the grandfather it has begun. Down. Wow. All right. Question number two Who would you rather have by your side in a barroom fight? Eric Guttermerson or William Cooper? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I, I'll say uh, Eric Gutterman because he's just a little bit younger. Maybe he can. Uh, I don't know, man. Eric just looks like he's too lightweight. Bro. I'm, 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 I'm older. I, he's older, but I would take Eric too. Eric, Eric, will, Eric's loyal, much. man. He'll fight yes. by so his here, side. Coop, Coop, Coop might be able to talk his way out of it. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you, Eric. Eric's older than you, Coop? Huh? Yeah, Eric's older than me. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like I think he's about two years. <laughs> Ronnie okay. Asia, fight alone, it's safer. <laughs> 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 All right, last but not least, you get dropped in the middle of the Amazonian jungle. Who do you pick to help you find your way out? Jack Tarano or Hector Alfonso? <laughs> oh, that's that's easy. Hold on, Heck. hold on. Wait, before you answer, I know what your argument's going to be because one's probably way more intelligent, has more connections, but he may slow you down in the jungle. Um, I would pick Hector. Hector's more witty. Hector, uh, you know, Hector being the next cop, it's probably. I was going to say he's a cop. Yeah, he probably you know. Yeah, he, he, Jack he would get knows, lost. He, he probably knows. <laughs> he probably knows how to light a fire. You know. Listen. Absolutely, you probably know Hector would like fire. Listen, you, they started out lost, and Jay's right; he'd probably get more lost. You know, yeah. So uh, Hector, Hector would be uh, yeah, Hector's my right hand man. You know, him and my son. So you know, and by the way, I know he's listening. So uh... <laughs> Hector, I think Hector would be everybody's choice. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you for playing. Would you rather? Brought to you by the fine folks over at Gurkha Cigars. We had a heck of a show for everybody today. We hope you enjoyed it. Love being back, back in the groove. Jack has the credit card. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't, you, can't use it. You can't use it in the Amazon though. That's right. Uh, Jack That's has true. Credit card. Uh, great being back. Thanks, Eric, for coming on. Coop, as always. Thank um, you. Make sure you follow Smoke In and KMA Talk Radio on Instagram and Facebook, social media. Join Smoke In's private. A smoking social Facebook group. It's a great place to be. We always got fun stuff going on. Coming up next week, interesting enough, it's going to be Juan Cancel from Protocol Cigars. But 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 by the way, b b before we go, um, just to let everybody know, uh, 
there's a pandemic of COVID going out of the PCA. So I just want to let you guys know. On that note, everybody. Timely. Stay away from the PCA, guys. Keep it lit. <laughs>